All right, we're back. Episode 90-something. I'm not sure which one it is. but It might yeah. be 100. We don't know I, Listen, I, I, I've seen you more this month than I've probably seen you in the last three years. So welcome back, Brian Shaw. I appreciate it, man. It's good to be back. You, you were doing my uh, little, like, you worked with me of carrying me to the... Uh, gala at the olympia making sure that we didn't get harassed too much right it was like i don't, pitch, I don't know pitch, if i did a good job pitch, picture for brian picture for jay picture for brian yeah. picture for jay it was like hurry up hurry up go <laughs> here yeah yeah it was it was interesting man it was, i was really disappointed i just talked about this i don't know if it was on the milo uh, podcast but i said man i wanted a pose down with you and Shaq. see i i said on the stage i said it yeah and he you know I, I don't know. I don't know if he wants that, man. But he doesn't. It, want it would be fun. It would be fun. He doesn't want that smoke. Oh, I know. We yeah. we called him out in the video. We did, you know, the wrap up video. Yeah. But uh, man, it's great to see you, man. You're back in Vegas, and uh, it's good to see you. Little little different this time. I mean, last time we were talking, you were heading into your final. I don't even know if we announced no. that, did we? No, it wasn't his final yet. It was, two, the, was it two two years oh, ago? Okay. So to the date, this is two years ago to the date. Yeah. So this was, this was my last year last year of of competing in strongman. So well, I, I, I think that, I think yeah. you were a little uncertain. You were like taking it as it comes, and yeah. you know, you just finished up. And uh, can we officially say now uh, that you're retired from competition? Retired officially, yeah, yeah. So I, I announced that this year going in. Okay, you know, I kind of called that and just said it to everybody, like this is going to be the last one. And so I, I finished up uh, actually at the contest I promote, which is the yep. strongest man on earth at the Shaw Classic, and was there, um, right? it was it was awesome, man. I couldn't have asked for a better, a better. And you crushed it. It was great. Yeah, it was. I mean, just it was it was just this weekend where things were kind of surreal, you know, like like the energy was so good. And, you know, I think every competitor thinks about maybe walking out where they're they're, you know, holding the trophy and they get that moment and they get to have their send off. And, and you know, it's kind of something I definitely tried to envision going in. You know, but but the way that it played out, it couldn't have played out any better. It really couldn't have. I mean, it, we finished with this event uh, called the Power Stairs, where we take the weight between our legs and take it up the stairs, and then you finish at the top. So you're ten feet in the air, up almost almost kind of like a platform, you know, like a stage in a way, right? And so I finished on top of that, and then um, we had Matt Eisman doing the MC stuff on the floor, and he br he brought the microphone over and. I, I didn't know that that was going to happen, but he he's like, "Hey, man, why did you say a few things?" And so I'm like, "Well, perfect time." Yeah. It, so I'm standing up on. There's some really cool pictures. Like yeah. I'm standing on top of this the power stairs and kind of giving my send off, and all the guys that competed with me walked out from you know the backstage area and were there, and it was it was crazy. Like it was you know just a good such a good uh, send off. It was you know a lot of emotion there and and everything, but having that moment I think was was huge because I. I I wanted to walk away and I'm sure we can talk more about this, but I wanted to walk away where I was still very capable. I was still at the top and, and, you know, I wasn't one of these guys that, that held on too long and tried to try to, you know, just prolong their career for no reason other than just to be like, I'm going to compete more and, and try to hold on to whatever. <laughs> like I wanted to walk out, you know, knock on wood. I feel good. Body feels good. You know, I don't have the, the, nagging injuries and this type of stuff and and um i got to have a long career man really really good so way longer than you expected right well most guys coming in told me you get about 10 years i know they say right? the same about bodybuilding right if, yeah if you if you even last 10 yeah and 10 10 at the top right so i got i got to like in total it was just under 20 years 19 years um that i competed in in strongman so it's you know it's nice to be able to walk away not 
not being beat up so badly now where I can't do other things and I can't be happy and you know that type of thing so you know who knows how much wear and tear is really there but I think it's a byproduct of smart training and and recovery work and you know trying to be on top of the diet like you know a lot of those things and and just listening to the body like as I know but looking at you I mean it still looks like you're informed too I mean you probably still haven't fallen much off the routine scaling back I'm sure like you know we talked about the food the crazy food I mean we we both had that in, in our careers but big time yeah how has the transition been? So the day you stop, okay, and your mindset is off competition, how is that adjustment now? Is it more family time? Is it less training? Is it less eating? Or is it still kind of a little bit of each as far as you're still training the same? I know we're going to talk about some other things, but sure. uh, like is the training just backed off and the food actually backed off? Have you dropped weight? What's what's kind of like been the outcome of that? So... For me, I wasn't sure how it was going to be. I really didn't know coming off because you have this roller coaster of emotions leading up to that moment and then you're done, you kind of walk away. And, you know, for us, we also promote the whole weekend, the whole show. So there was a lot of cleaning up and moving and resetting and, you know, trying to come down from that emotional high. So that that part was it was tough, man. It's, it's like you, you kind of have that roller coaster of emotions with any big contest or show, whatever anyway, but knowing that I was done, it was kind of like, okay, I'm not sure. And so, you know, for me, I actually got hit with an opportunity right away afterwards. And I, you know, I was like, well, I'm not really sure. And it was, it was about, uh, actually going into an MMA fight, which was very off the wall, very out of left field. Wasn't really sure. And I was like, okay, well, let me think about it. And at first I was like, okay, there's, there's just, that's not, not, that's not going to happen. Right. And so you kind of think about it a little bit more. And I said, well, what could the positives be from this? I need a transition out the conditioning work. I'm going to have to learn a lot of different things and, and build skills, but the conditioning work is going to be crazy. So maybe I can take it as a positive and, and try to drop down, get leaner just by doing that and learn it. And whether, whether it comes to fruition or not, at least I've have had the positive of, 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 you know, having something to kind of bridge that gap for me where I can still be athletic and competitive to, to a certain extent, but I'm not going through this lull of like, okay, I'm done competing. What am I doing? How's the training look? That type of thing. So I kind of dove headfirst into that really. Um, so it's, it's been, you know, it's been good. And, and like, as of this moment right now, we still don't hundred percent have the contract locked in for it, but I've, I've had a heck of a lot of fun learning and training and and i feel like it's been really good for me so i've dropped i've actually dropped probably at this point now uh, maybe close to 25 pounds 30 pounds down um from from where i was which is good so i feel i actually feel good right and it's it's been something that kind of forced it uh so i didn't really go through that lull where i wasn't sure and i think i probably would have because the other thing is i tore my pec a little bit in the contest so I now walking away had a little bit of an injury to deal with um, as well, which would have hindered my training. I couldn't just go back to training normal anyway, but I was kind of planning to take the food down and to, to try to come down a little bit. And I don't know what my walk around weight is going to be. And I, I think I'm just going to try to figure it out. You know, yeah. I mean, I came down from, you know, 290. I sit around 230 today and that fluctuates sometimes 10 pounds. How long did it take you to get yeah, down? I mean, a long that? time. It took me years. I mean... If I still love to train, if you continue to weight train, yeah. which now you're talking about, we'll kind of get into what you're doing in training. Uh, 
it's really hard to lose. You know, the muscle, everyone's like, it's hard to take muscle off. Well, if you stop training altogether, your muscle will come off. Yeah. Because I still eat, you know, four meals a day. And I mean, in the beginning, it was still, I was eating six meals. And then slowly, you know, you start to dissipate down. But how do you find a sparring partner, dude? <laughs> Did you this come to Vegas good... to spar with Matt? Or? <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we could if we if you want to. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we got we got to call tough. Bradley Martin. I mean, that's the closest I've seen. I mean, you I mean, manhandled him like I've, I've nothing. Heard, uh, he said he's two sixty. <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> that's the thing going around the internet. Two hundred sixty pounds. Um, Dude, yeah, you man, manhandled it's, it's, Bradley Martin. Yeah. He, well, he was. The thing is, he was trying to mess around in the gym, and I don't think I don't think he realized how quick I could move, yeah. and also be, just because of the weight and leverage, like it's not. It wasn't that hard to pick him up, and. You know, <laughs> So, um, yeah, that tough. about ended it, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you were kind of, you kind of just pushed him around a little bit <laughs> yeah. and then you picked him up and he didn't have anywhere to no, go. No, you know? once his feet, we love you, ground, Bradley. We yeah. love you, man. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> we, we had a good time with it. I actually did. And then people ran with that a little bit more, but he also brings it on himself. Cause he's always saying, well, what, what, what would happen if we got in a fight? You know, um, I noticed that the other day he does that to everybody. Well, could you beat me in a fight? It, well, I mean, he says he's 260. I mean, yeah. there should be a shirt that says I'm 260. I'm 260, yeah. yeah. I just want I'm you to know. 260 <laughs> Yeah. So, no, the, the sparring partners are hard, man. They're really hard. Uh, this week, I actually got to work with uh, Derek Wolf. Yeah, yeah, of course, so, yeah. Um, and he's, he's a big guy, but he's also really athletic and can move really well from playing football. And that was huge, man. I that saw was, him on the Rogan podcast and yeah. talked about his hunting adventures. And he's big into that. Yeah, he's he actually left to, left today, I think, for a hunting trip. Yeah. Um, again, but he's been hunting, you know, uh, quite a bit more. And uh, he just he said for him, he just wanted to come in. Um, so I'm working with with a few different coaches now too. But but um, one of the guys is Lauren Landau, mm-hmm. and he was the Broncos head strength coach for five years, I think. And and he introduced me to Derek, and and Derek was kind of like. You know, he's one of these guys, like a high-level athlete, and he just needs something to do. Like, it's like a mental outlet for him, I think. So he was like, hey, if I can just get in there and bang with you a little bit and move around, it's going to be really good for me. So, And it was. I mean, I think it was good for him, but it was fun for me, and it was good to feel somebody that size. But um, Tyler Gates is the other guy I've been, I've been kind of sparring with, and he's on the, on the like, high-altitude team is who, who I've been training with there and and he's actually got he's got a fight uh this weekend which is kind of fun but he's he's a taller guy he's he's actually about 260 ironically <laughs> enough um that's and, the number uh, yeah 260 and and he's uh he's really good because he's kind of got a, a taller frame he's like six six and you know like that type of build so you know but it's hard man because there's not many guys that like even Derek wolf is you know he said How he tall was around is he? he's like six seven yeah like somewhere in there so we're really similar but height. he's not as I mean, he's not 400. What do you no. weigh now? So I'm, I'm right at about 400 yeah. and he was, he told me it was at 300. So it's like, but the d- just dense, like size wise, you know, it's, it's, so I, I have to use that as, but his as agility must be on the next level. I mean, he's very, play, he was very good balance. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like a agility, but balance yeah, of course, as well, yeah. you know, cause from playing football, he's going against offensive linemen. So it's always kind of redirecting and, and getting around and moving and pushing and, so that that I like I said I had a lot of fun just messing around with him this week because you learn you know like you have to learn and, and somebody like that like that's big athletic powerful movement wise it was really good for me. But Are you going to train with him on a regular? I think back? he's going to try to come in. Yeah, so it, it'll be great, man. But I think he was also surprised at how easily I could pick him up 
and and move him as well you know because there's like i'm starting i'm starting to really identify situations within that training that's been fun it's kind of like a big puzzle like that you have to figure out like what's presented what do you do what are your options like this kind of thing so it's been good for my my brain too like especially walking away from strongman it's like all right this is a whole new challenge that i have to do and you know a lot of people I think initially, like I put out a video saying I was training for it and, and whatever. And, um, you know, it's, it's met sometimes with a lot of negativity as a lot of things in this world are right. Like you're going to have your opinion. People are going to have their opinion of what you can do, what you're capable of doing. And I, I kind of, in a way, love that and embrace it because you, you can do whatever you want to do. And people out there, a lot of times they'll see it. Like if you look at the comments and say, well, you're you know, you're too old or too slow or too big or too this or that, right? And and you buy into it, you'll never, you'll never go after what you want to achieve. You know, and now that's that the whole side of this world is is kind of bad in a way, right? Because you have these people that have this opinion that are sitting on a couch, probably not doing much with themselves, and they try to bring you down. So in a way, like it actually kind of fed me a little bit to say, well, I can prove that I can do this because I can be a student of a, a completely different thing with with the fighting where I have to learn it, but I have to be a sponge and absorb it, you know, versus going from being one of one of the best, whatever you want to say with strong man for, for how long. Now it's like this whole new thing that I'm not I'm You're not rookie. the best. I'm not I'm not even close to the best, you know. So, you know, finding training partners and, and that, that type of thing is gonna be tough, but it's a journey, man. Yeah, it's let me journey, let me yeah. ask you though. So, you quit at forty, forty-one. So okay, I'm forty-one. Yep, forty-one. Yep. Brian, you could have kept going, like you just said, you were healthy. Yeah, and I, I, you know, we both had four titles, right? So we have. Sure. I know we have a lot in common. I could have kept going, like it, it, an injury. Obviously, I had an injury. I'm With sure you've bicep, had, right? yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was able to come back. I competed. I finished. You know, not my best placing. I felt like I didn't give myself enough time because the density in bodybuilding to carry back. Yep. I just wasn't excited to go to the gym on that competitive level. So was it more? Did you feel like you were you okay? I achieved everything I wanted, or was it the fear of? What can happen if I continue? It's a, a great, honestly, it's a great question, right? And I think because I, I, I'm not afraid to say I was scared. Like when yeah. I didn't want to, like I had a, such a solid, like you talk about the ten year, you did twenty years, like yeah. at the le, at the high level, yeah, like ten years. I was top two, twelve years. I was twelve top years, two top, in, two, in top two in the world. It's so, amazing, yeah. So for me, it was like when I finished six, it was like, oh damn, yeah. like I've fallen back. So my fear was, okay, do I go backwards, like? Do I have the heart to really come back and get myself to challenge a Phil Heath who had won that year? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I have that drive anymore. So that was a question. That so you it was like, I don't know if I had it and I was scared at the same time. So it was like, okay, I, I've done what no one's really done before. Mm -hmm. How can I capitalize on this success? Which, you know, you'll talk about, I mean, all your ventures, like you're going to be wildly more successful. I can tell you right now. You're going to look back in five years and say, oh, I should have done this sooner because your success Walking is, away. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But what is it? I mean. Well, I think all those thoughts naturally come, right? So, you know, and, and for me, I've actually, I would say I've been in the position where you're on top 
and then you, you there's always a new kind of crop of 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 guys coming Threats. in, right? Right. So it's it's all of the guys that I started with and competed against then are gone, yeah. right? Like they're kind of gone. Yeah. So it's it's like, well, where did all these guys go? And and I'm still here. And then you've got this whole new crop. I mean, I'll tell you a story. Like this year, uh, there was two guys that made the top ten, both from Ukraine, right? I went over to Ukraine in 2007 to compete in a team contest over there. And they both came to watch me. And they, they at that point, were like nine years old, right? And now they're top 10 in the world. And I'm competing alongside them. And they came up and, they, you know, they were emotional saying like, hey, I just want to tell you like how much you inspired me and this story. Like I, I watched you in Ukraine in 2007 and now I'm here competing alongside you. And it's like, wow, this is humbling in a lot of ways to hear that. But also it's like, wow, how full circle is that? that maybe, you know, in some way, shape or form, you inspired them to come along and, and to get to that level. Right. And, you know, it's, it's also, I'm competing against most of the guys are, are over 10 years younger than me. Right. Like that's, it's pretty crazy. So, you know, you, you think about it and then like, I look in the mirror and say, okay, well at, at 41, I felt, I felt pretty good. I felt pretty strong. I'm still healthy, still move. Like you can, you can argue all day about losing a step or, or whatever. And, and I think that realistically, I wasn't this year at, at my all-time best for sure, right? But I was still complete enough to really be a threat overall, yeah. right? And that's, that's, I guess, the question looking back. So I think when, when you make the call to be retired, to hang it up, you have to be comfortable with the body of work overall right so I, I have to be comfortable with that and, and content with what i did and how hard i pushed and like you said go into that well in, in your head and saying all right the sacrifices that have to be made the hunger and fire that has to be there do i want to keep going to that well right or or is that going to slip a little bit right and i i still felt hungry this year you know and and the other x factor for me is I've got my wife and I've got two boys, um, you know, that are now five and seven. So they're kind of starting to get into some of their sports and do their thing. And, you know, I'd say that, that like maybe last year into this year is probably the first time where I really had to kind of skip a practice or I had to, to miss out on something they were doing. And that played with me a little bit too. Like it really did. Cause I'm like, well, I want to be there to help them and kind of nurture them. And, you know, if they want to, if they want to play a sport, I want to help them practice or whatever. And so it's kind of that like kind of multifaceted, you know, thinking process. Right. And then I'm talking to my wife and saying like, all right, well, how long should I go? And then, you know, you, I don't think you can ever answer the question to say, well, what if I, what if I held on another year? What if I held on another two years? I probably could have. I, I think that in reality for me with where I was at, I, I genuinely think, and I don't think this is a, you know, so I made, I made the top 10, 15 years in a row, Right. That's was, I don't know if anybody record, will touch yeah. that, right? It's, it's, I think the second best is nine, which is still super impressive, but 15 years in a row. And I think that, that had I continued, I think I could have made it for another five years, three to five years, right? And, and I could have done that. But what does that really add to the legacy overall, right? I mean, okay, you can, because at the end of the day, and you know this, it's, it's, you can have all the titles in the world and you can have all the accomplishments in the world, but at some point 
you can you can use that also to go in a different direction which is i think kind of what you're saying with with okay let's back off but it's not an easy decision it's something that i actually kind of really had to think about right like i put a lot of thought into it it wasn't a it wasn't kind of a split moment decision to say hey i'm done you like i in all, in all truthfulness being completely transparent i thought that i was done in 22 after uh after the shaw classic that year right like i literally said to one of my closer friends i said i think that's it man i think i'm done right and so i took a period last fall which nobody knew about and i said that to him and i really like i talked to my wife and i said hey you know what like i don't know if i'm coming back but i didn't say it publicly there was no public announcement of that or anything so i actually got to kind of live in my head like all right what if i'm done what if i just say i'm done and i make an announcement i'm not coming back next year and I kind of had a, a, a period of a few months there where I was kind of like, well, I'm training, I'm training. And then that little spark kind of came back and I was like, you know what? I, I know I can do, I know I can go out better. I know I can. So that was more this year where I kind of called the shot where everybody from a fan perspective, like they knew it was my last one. So if you wanted to come see me compete, you got the opportunity, you know, that kind of thing. And so it was special in that in that sense where people knew when I said it was going to be a lot, my last contest uh, at the strongest man on earth, then it was right. And so fans got to see that too. So I think that that was special and the send off was special um, there, but it's, it's a tough one. man. You're still going to, when these, when you go to these competitions, even your own that you host, you're going to look at some of these and say, hmm, I could do that. Like, <laughs> well, I'm here. So there's, I, one, there's one that just happened. There's one that just happened in, in Texas. So it's a rogue invitational. And I'm not going to lie. I still, you still look at it like you still look at it and say, well, wow. Like I, for example, I tested some of the equipment and I didn't know I was going to do that until I got off the plane. Now I haven't been, I've been training mainly for the, the MMA stuff and they have this big arm over arm. It's uh, they call it the Roga coaster, but it's like a, you sit at the bottom. It's this big, like old school roller coaster looking thing. It's awesome. And so they asked me to test it and I'm like, well, I'm going to test it and make sure it's good. And so we time it and all this. And they have these bags that they put into the cart. And so I was like, they did it with two bags last year, but they changed the rope around to make the rope have less flex, which is a big deal for that type of thing. So I said, well, let's test it with three bags. So I tested with three bags and they ended up in the contest. And I said, well, I think three is right. Like that's the right way. And they ended up bumping it back to two for the guys. And the time that I got with three, you still would have beat, I think, seven out of 10 and I was not no adrenaline, not, you know, so I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's kind of nice in a way to know, Hey, if I, I wanted hope, to I jump hope you got it in. on film, we had it on film. Yeah. Okay, yeah we actually okay, put, yeah. we actually put it on YouTube. People okay. could watch it on YouTube. All right, so. so make sure you guys check out that video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's good. To, it's good. But again, like it's nice in a way to know that if I wanted to say, Hey, I'm back, I could do it. Like, you know, it's not, I'm broken and I can't do it. And I was forced to walk out. So that's, there's some power I think in that too. So you, you so, talk about, yeah, hold on. yeah, you talk about these nine year old kid, like that came to it's see you. Insane, yeah. So you want to laugh. So I went and did an appearance. I, this, you'll love this too. In Holland. Okay. Yeah. I went to this gym Yeah. and the same thing, 2007, I went and did this this guest appearance. It was after I won in 06, so it was like in February of 07. So I was starting a tour now as the new Mr. Olympia. I won in September of 06. So come come to the gym. Guess who's there? Roly Winkler and uh, and uh, uh, William Bonick. And they're That's like the, awesome. they're like the gym heroes, right? Yes, they're, they're yeah. not they're not who and we this know. Is in 2006, seven, 2007. So okay. Roly was 
kind of small. He had a little build to him and William Bonnick. And they're like, oh, this these guys are going to be really good bodybuilders. And at the time, I mean, I was the new Mr. Olympia. I wasn't thinking about anyone. So when I looked down the line in 2013 and I'm like. Here they are. Here's Ro- <laughs> I finished six. Roley was seven. That's in insane, the contest, man. And then Bonnick, like, I'm like, okay, it's the same thing. Like, here, I'm looking Isn't down the line. Crazy? I'm like, okay, these guys were all like amateurs and Ronnie yeah. was gone. I mean, Phil Heath obviously was never, I never expected him. We were kind of training together coming up. So sure. it's like, I know exactly what it is. So that was when I was like, okay, this is a different era for me. Right? Sure. It's well, I remember having a conversation with you in Iceland mm-hmm. and I walked over and, and um, for some reason, the topic, and this would have been 2010 yeah, around there. 10, yeah. And I think Somehow, like I said something about, about like how long you were going to keep going or something like this. And I remember you said to me then, like, I don't know how long I can keep being the mass monster. I think that's the word that he, that you use with me is like, I don't know if I can keep that up or I say that to him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's true. Yeah. I mean, with, but you were walking around at probably 300 plus like there, you know, so it's like how long I just finished the Olympia. yeah. Yeah. How long would you be comfortable doing that? You know? And I, I remember you said that to me. And I was like, you know, it's it's there's there's a lot of work that goes in. You know, you know? what the 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 thing that kind of it it's a little not frustrating, but I think about when I weighed that and what I weigh today. I'll be honest, Brian. I felt probably just as good then. Yeah. I slept well. I moved well. I trained a lot harder. So if you said, well, I was definitely in more pain, meaning muscle soreness, pain, not yeah. joint pain. But I honestly felt really good at 290. Like it was pretty, I want to, don't want to say it was natural because it wasn't natural for me, sure. but it was pretty easy for me to maintain that because I was just on that routine and the training was that consistent. I mean, the weights I used to pull, I mean, I, I look at dumbbells now. I mean, we, we were in the gym and like looking at a 150 pound dumbbell, yeah. which you'll laugh because you think, you know, I know you do this like in your sleep, <laughs> no, it's, but, yeah. but like I used to grab that with my with my fingers and I had that strength. I just don't have that strength anymore. You know, after tearing both biceps and like my biggest fear now is to tear a muscle, but you, I just wonder if you'll ever get to that point where, you know, you built this crazy home gym. Yeah. Yep. Which probably is going to be your place where you educate people. Right. I mean, sure. I've had guys come in now. I love it. Yeah. Love it. I mean, I I heard about this over and over you, you, he's told me about it a million times. I still yet to see it. Yeah. We need to get you out there. And uh, sure. you, you have all this uh, this utilities there to do all this type of training. And, like, are you utilizing that at all right now, or are you just mainly so the, doing? I, no, I'm definitely still lifting. I love lifting. And that's, I'll be honest, that's probably the hardest part of this for me is the weight room's always been my training field, right? Like, that's that's number one. It's always been number one. I love that. I love the feeling of it. I love embracing it, the challenge, all that. So to have to go to learning skills with MMA is very difficult because now the weight training is, is down the totem pole a little bit. And it's hard for me mentally to be like, well, I want to go train, but if I go train, it's going to really hinder what I can do with the fighting. So it will, for me, will be a hundred percent a temporary thing. Like it's just almost proving I can do it, but that weight room, like, just like you, like it's, it's just part of life, right? Like I love every day. I train seven days a week. I love it. And you just feel better. Do you hear that? You know? Just just yesterday, I was listening to The Rock and Joe Rogan, yeah, yeah, and they were sorry. talking about how they started in the gym, and then mm-hmm. they had the different careers, and as you wind down, you find your way back to the gym. Well, Arnold, Arnold's still the same there. boat. Sure. He still trains all the yeah, yeah, exactly. day. Yeah, every day. Every day. 
Well, and that's and and that's the thing is like I think that everybody like and this is what I say to everybody. I think everybody should train. I think everybody should lift weights, whether you're whether you're going to compete or not compete. It's such a good thing to do for your life, you know, in general. And and you learn so many things about yourself within training. Normal people, it's sad to me that a lot of people will never experience that because it carries over to so many aspects of your life too. And I think that whether whether you have aspirations of competing or not competing, it doesn't really matter. It's just like a, a good outlet that that everybody should embrace, I think. And that's what I try to tell people. And it's neat to hear people come up like at the Olympia. I had a, a few different people, and I'm sure you have this all the time too, but there was multiple people that said they had lost over 100 pounds, right? Same they thing. walk up in line, 100 pounds. Think about that, 100 it's a human pounds. Being. It's insane. And you can tell the look on their face and the pride that they have in saying something like that. It's, it's a life-changing thing. It literally is a life-changing thing to do that. And, and all it was is embracing that challenge and, and overcoming obstacles and, and making it happen. So this was your final year, and you, I'm assuming you knew towards the beginning of the year, but you had a serious issue in the beginning of the year. Massive. That, yes. that yeah. I mean, really, it could have killed you. Yeah. It could have. Yeah. And talk a little bit about what happened or whatever you want to talk about and, sure. and what you had to do to overcome it because you went into these last two shows, not at a hundred percent of yourself. So the, the thing was, I actually made, I made a video announcing it was going to be my last one. Right. And then it was about a week, week or two later, I, I go and um, have this day where I, I can't get out of bed. Like I, I literally can't get out of bed. And, and you know, my, um, I, like you have lymph nodes in your groin, right? And, and it was really like painful and swollen. And I was like, oh, I just slept bad, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I just like, I told my wife, I was like, I just need to lay down and whatever. And so that it's, it's like in the afternoon, this is very abnormal for me. Very like, that's normally like, I'm good. I slept, we'll get up, we'll get going, whatever. So I go in and, and um, go to like the urgent care because we were up in the mountains at our place uh, in the mountains there. And uh, they gave me some antibiotics and I was like, okay, like, I'm not sure what's going on, but my leg, um, started hurting. And then that, like, I just kind of think like, okay, you have lymph nodes in your neck. Like maybe there's something going on. We'll get an antibiotic. It'll be fine. So I scheduled with my normal doctor the next day I went in there and he switched up the antibiotics. So I was like, oh, I'm good. Like antibiotics might take a day or two to kick in. And it just kept getting worse and worse. And my leg is like swelling and getting red and, and I'm, I'm stubborn anyway with things like that. But I was like, oh, I'll just take another day. The antibiotics work. It was not working. So finally, thank goodness for my wife being the way she is. She's like, look, you have to go. You have to go into the emergency room. Like something is not right. Cause I was like trying to, trying to put my sock in and I'm sweating and it's just like so painful. Right. And, uh, I go in and, and, um, basically what ended up happening is I got a, um, it was a staph and strep infection. So cellulitis, very, very aggressive, but I got in there and they, um, I thought, okay, well, we'll just get some antibiotics and I'll go home. That was not, not what happened. So it was, it was to a point where if I would have waited another day, potentially two days, they would have had to amputate my leg. Like it was, it was that bad. Like it, and it was so aggressive, such an aggressive infection that I, I didn't know how bad it was. So I ended up spending 10 days in the hospital, um, with that fighting it. And they were giving me like, anti, you know, IV antibiotics, whatever. And then my veins stopped accepting that that was really the crap part. So then they had to run this, like, I think it was called a, um, uh, a pick line. So they, they run it through your arm and, and in, you know, 
and so I had to get I, the the antibiotics that way. So it was it was rough, man. But but once they started like actually legitimately coming in the room and talking about cutting my leg off, I was like, well, this is big time. Like I I didn't understand how serious it was, but the other problem was because of my size, the infection. You have a lot more tissue right to treat so there the, it was really really tough to come back from and and to be fair i'm actually still dealing with like the after effects of that and and trying to work through it because it's something that just doesn't go away um but i got out you know from the hospital a lot of people we put out some videos on youtube if people want to check this out like you know kind of documenting the process i talked in the hospital a little bit and it was more one of these challenges where i had announced and then, you know, I was getting ready to compete. So I went through that and, and kind of like the comeback, but I got out of the hospital and they said they wanted to leave this midline thing in me or pick line, whatever it was. And I said, no, you have to take it out. Cause I have to train, you know? <laughs> so I had to go back and get some more treatments, but you know, you walk in the gym and it's like the discipline to go through something hard. And it was crazy. Cause the people that watched that, that had gone through something similar we're like, I can't believe because I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't do this. And it was hard. I'm not going to say it wasn't hard, but like I've had to go through a lot of hard shit in my life too. And and when you, when you compete at the top level, you have to battle adversity. You have to. And so this I embraced as another challenge. So it was a bad leg problem, man. Bad, bad. And people don't understand. You know, they still won't understand because I, I never understood an infection like that, like how aggressive that was. But it was like crazy aggressive like I, it, if it would have gotten in my blood it could have killed me when yes. you were when you were doing the final world strongest man mm. like you could see your yeah. other leg almost look double the size it was, the calf it's crazy. of the other one and it i looked, still yeah i still deal with some swelling like stuff that i'm getting treated to right now but there's a lot of scar tissue so when you have that infection basically your the way your, your body tries to fight it is just scar tissue scar tissue scar and so it, it creates a, a like a um uh, you can't, it, the drainage isn't as good because everything just gets scarred up. So it's now like I, I'm getting that, some like special treatments to get that broken up, but it'll take time and it's super painful to get it done, whatever, but and it's crazy, man. You had cellulitis, didn't you? But not that aggressive. Yeah, not that bad. Yeah. It was, I was the, able to do any yeah. products, not any, um, any, um, IV that kind yeah. of stuff. So when you when, when it you was were just doing a, and the the crazy part is like it, it literally was just a scratch. That's all it was was I had, a, I had a scratch and then I the only thing I can possibly think is I do a lot of hot and cold treatment and maybe there was something in the hot tub or cold like something that, that just got in there. But it was so quick, man. It was like I went in because I did that hot and cold the night before. Then I went to bed because I did it right before bed and then woke up with this problem and it was. But battling through that, like you know, you you. You have to battle through adversity and, and a lot of people, you know, again, it's the response is, well, why would you do that? And why would you go through that? Well, cause I needed to prove it to myself too. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I could, I have two options, right? You lay down, you quit, you give up or you, you lean into it and you go harder and it wasn't easy, man. Like, I mean, I, I had to work my way back into lifting and then building up and whatever, and, and to get into the kind of shape to be ready to ready to compete but i'm i'm proud of doing it right like you and it, and it shows i think it shows like in a way everything happens for a reason that's what i think right like so whether me going through that and sharing that story helps somebody out maybe that's what it's for like somebody else is fighting something and they need to, they need to learn hey i can get through this i can stay on my feet i don't have to give up and and, and not fight back you know so fighting through it you know to to 
have things play out the way they did this year. Um, and, you know, World's Strongest Man didn't necessarily play out the way that I wanted it to. I was in really good shape there. And, you know, the, the, the way that they do that contest, like we can, you know, don't necessarily have to go into that, but it just, we will the form. Well, we can, <laughs> we definitely can. I mean, the format, I got into the, the, the stone off that they do, but it's only unique there. And I happened to get it in a stone off with a guy that was really good at lifting stones, you know? So I had to dig into the well and it just, it, I just couldn't recover from that. Right. Yeah. So to get into the final, I had to go in that that place where I could have done it all day at that point, but then the recovery side to to have only have one day off and try to compete again, it just didn't work. Yeah. You know, so so your your final show is the, the strongest man on earth, correct? Yep. And talk about the process of how the Shaw Classic is now the strongest man on earth. Yeah. And talk about the process of how it became that. Yeah. So so really, the, so the Shaw Classic as a whole started in twenty twenty. And that was basically, I wanted to do something good for the guys, right? So everything shut down. And a lot of these guys rely on, they rely on prize money, sponsorship money. That's, that's how they pay their bills. A lot of them. Right. So I said, I, I just had the idea. I went to my wife and I said, look, we can do this. So I, I just said, Hey, I'll put up 25 grand of my money. We'll fly in the, the 10 guys, put them up, pay for everything. And, and we'll just have a contest in my gym. So we'll clear out the equipment in my gym and we'll just run it that way. And that's, that's how it started. It was just like, Hey, and all the guys were on board. Everybody's like, Hey, this will be great. And so we ended up using a portion of the, um, kind of online streaming sales. Um, and we actually edited the show back then and put it out the next day, but no, you, it worked because everything was shut down and, and it was like, it was perfect. Right. So we were able to do that, get it out. And then, you know, ended up more than doubling the prize money that year in 2020. And then we've, we've just grown it every year. So we went to a bigger venue in 21 and then an even bigger venue in 22. And then we went back there in 23 this year, but it's, it's just, it's basically, it's basically a strongman contest that's run you know, by me, by my team, but it's by an athlete for athletes, right? That's, that's what it is, right? So I've competed for a long, long time. And from a contest standpoint, it's always been, well, the promoters are the promoters and the athletes are the athletes. And, and a lot of times things don't necessarily trickle downhill to the athletes. It's more so the promoters will take their lion's share of everything. And the athletes just need to shut up and do what they do. They get what's They'll left compete. over. Exactly. And so I just, I said there's always a problem with that because at the end of the day, if the athletes are not putting on a show and they're not performing, nobody buys seats, nobody buys the, you know, the live stream. You have to have the athletes. They're the, they're the catalyst to all of this happening. And that's my thought process, right? Because I've been an athlete, but now I'm in the promoter role as well. So sharing everything and being like, well, our prize money is going, going to go up. The more support we have, the better the, the, everything's going to get for the athletes. And we really care about the fans as well. So the fan experience is a big part of what we do. So, you know, the arena that we, we are in now is, is wonderful because every seat in there is great. You can see everybody. Like in how many does it seat? What's that? How many does it seat? So we, we had this year just about 4,000 people in there so it's and it's sold out fast we're gonna bump it back so we we have a curtain that we have and so the backstage area is is next you're gonna get a little bit smaller but you have to have it for you got you got room though there is a ton of room back there yeah Yeah. so we we, i mean we'll we'll just get better with the backstage but but the staging of it so it's been this this natural progression of more and more and more and now people we have them traveling not only from other states but other countries 
like, I mean, almost 70%, I think of our, our tickets were from out of state, uh, coming, which is crazy. Like when, the when I flew out traveling. for it, there was people on my plane coming were from going. Vegas that had shocked Brian Shaw That's stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's people love it. And, and the, the format is different, you know, from, from our contest. So we have 16, whereas most of the other top contests do 10, right? So we, we have more events as well. A lot of them will have five or six events. We have eight. So it's just a better test of strength. And then I really, really spend a lot of time with the equipment, dialing the weights in so that we're testing. We are finding out for sure who the strongest man on earth is. There's no, nobody, I, I could have a conversation. A lot of times you can debate this stuff, but I don't think there's anybody that has knowledge that would debate that we 100% find the strongest man on earth, right? You, can, you, you can't, we test every facet of strength. Everything is dialed in weight wise. So it's, it's a great test. Each event is, is hard, it's heavy. There's separation between the competitors. So there's a lot that goes in on the back end, but it's, it's really at the end of the day, it's a, uh, a, you know, it's, it's a project of passion and love, right? Like, like I genuinely love it to that point where I want to do something good. And I mean, this year we, I'm really proud of this, but we, we were able to grow the prize money. So we started the first year 25, like I said, I put up 25,000 of my own money the first year to start it. And this year we gave away 252, I think at the end of it. So that's only second in the, in the strongman world, only second to the rogue invitational. And it's only, those was only our fourth year, right? So I think that we're, we're just starting to scratch the surface of where we can go with that but you know it's um it's crazy man and then i i won this year and then i it was just under a hundred thousand was first place and then i just gave that all back to, to the all guys. the guys so i just i just put it and split it up between all of them and said how hey. many guys so this year we ended up with 14 we had two that pulled out uh, at the last minute and i didn't want to play the game of bringing in last minute replacements so we we ended up just running with 14 um because it was it was like only about a week, week and a half out where they backed out. So, so me, me watching it as someone who's not super knowledgeable between the different, between the strongman world. When I went to the world's strongest man, yeah, it didn't seem like they were trying to find the world's strongest man. Like, this is just my opinion. I'm not, it, but yeah, but I saw these, these events. It seemed like it was CrossFit with strength in some of these, some of these like events they did everybody finished yeah. but at yours there's somewhere only one or two guys were even able to finish it yes and that's so this is this is a bigger debate within the world of strongman right and and um this is something i've been i've been more vocal about i think over oh, definitely over the past few years where if you're if you're gonna crown the world's strongest man right you need to have events where you have separation that should be your biggest and heaviest weights it should be the hardest contest by far right and and that's something that i don't i don't i just don't think has happened adequately right and so that's where i'm i'm i have offered and and you know a lot of people out there won't realize how many meetings i've had on the back end how much i've tried to help how much i've tried to give insight and and a lot of changes actually have happened to their credit we used to not have any warm-up equipment at all. You'd have a bar and a couple weights, and that was what you got to warm up with. So they've done better there. They actually didn't used to give out trophies for first, second, and third. It was only a first-place trophy. And then second and third got 
nothing like a little piece of glass that was etched or something right like i should show you some of my my second or second and third place trophies but they're nothing so i said that's important these some of these guys train their whole life to get second or third like you should have a good trophy for them yeah um that type of thing so there have been changes there but you know as far as like the contest as a whole strongman is tough man it's a tough one because when you put on a contest picking the right test of strength to make sure that you're covering all your bases and then dialing the weights in is not easy, right? I, I, and I try to document some of this to show people like how much work is actually put in on the back end. But, you know, for example, me, you know, we're kind of joking about me testing some of the stuff with the Rogue Invitational. You have to have somebody that's big enough and strong enough to test these type of events to make sure that they're dialed in, right? So when you see from a fan perspective, this is, this is the true, I think, test of somebody that doesn't know much right they watch a strongman event as a fan without knowing much you should be able to to visually see if this if this guy's able to do it and do it well and this guy struggles and can't finish who's stronger easily this person right if it comes down to a stopwatch click and everybody's like for example the truck pull i'm just gonna say that yeah you had, I think, eight guys within two seconds, right? So now you have the human element, and some of them were within tenths or hundredths of a second split. So now it's just like, how quick is my thumb for you pulling it versus me pulling it or Jay pulling right? And that's not a good... There shouldn't be not, that many guys finishing that close. No, and now that's, now that's compromised as well. Like, now you, you literally, by having that one event, you compromise the whole contest, in my opinion, yeah. right? Because now you, you, you've done that. That should have been thrown out or tested better, you know? But this is where this is where the debate comes in about that. And so, you know, I like I said, for so many years I uh tried to offer my insight, my expertise and knowledge to to make it better and mm-hmm. it what there things just weren't weren't being done the way they needed to be done. And so that's that's really why, you know, taking the bull by the horns and putting on putting on, you know, the strongest man on earth at the Shaw Classic, that's a big deal. But getting the 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 trademark for the strongest man on earth is also also a, a story in itself. Yeah, that's a, yeah. So Paul Ole ran a contest in uh, Canada that was called Fortissimus uh, back in 2008 and 2009, and he had trademarked the strongest man on earth. So the winner of Fortissimus was crowned officially the strongest man on earth. Now, this was a 10-event contest, brutal, and that's kind of my introduction to strongman. That was like, okay, wow, this is next level, man. Like the weights were big, everything was hard, and and that's what I I really loved about it. I love the format. I, I love that that test of strength. And so I actually reached out to Paul because he stopped running it after two thousand nine, and I said, hey, Paul, like you still have that trademark, the strongest man on earth, but you're not using it. And he actually was a fan of what I was doing. And he said, you know, this is like, I, I would back this contest that you're putting on as officially crowning the strongest man on earth. So I said, well, let's work something out to get that trademark. And so that's what we did. That's what we did is he, he endorsed what we were doing. And, and, you know, for him, I'm, I'm very big on respect, right. And, and having his respect was a big deal to me because of what he has done in the history of strength and, and what he, you know, what his role that he played within within the you know bigger picture if you will right so um paul coming on board and and um you know us getting that trademark was a big deal right so that's that's you know it's an official title like i'm not just saying that it's a trademark 
um, trademark title that we have. And, and I think that that'll really help our, our contest to move forward. And, you know, again, it's, it's, um, something I really believe in, man. And it's, I think it's just a contribution back to the sport and, you know, for anybody that has come out and watched it, like there's, you know, we always take the feedback from fans and from the competitors and everything. Like we really try to go above and beyond with everything that we're doing for the event to make it grow and to give back. And I think that we've been able to do that. Of course, you can always get better, of course, right? Like everything can get better. And I like to think about it that way. I thought about it that way when I was competing. Like you don't, you know, you don't get better if you're like, well, that was perfect. You know, we're never going to improve. So, you know, I I still want to improve in a big way. And I think we will um, again in 2024. And, and, you know, this will be very exciting, man. I mean, some of the stuff we have planned is going to be really, really cool. And, and, uh, you know, the tickets are live now. Uh, we got those out in case anybody wants to buy them for the holidays or as presents or whatever. So, but I mean, there's not a bad seat in the house and the energy, the energy in that arena as the guys are competing is, is insane. It's yeah. honestly, I insane. think I'm coming, right? Yeah. We, we, you, you talked is, about it, but we haven't, yeah, yeah. he's asked me, Boy, he, you, he hit me like I mean, right after it ended. Yeah. What do I have to do to get Jay yeah, here next dude, year? You coming, man would be so cool. Yeah. That would be so cool. It, yeah. it, I mean, it's just a fun thing and we have an expo that we run alongside it which is actually free we do it free for the public and we have um last year we had some really cool guest speakers as part of that and and you know a lot of people had a really good time coming out so it's it's definitely like a, a family friendly you know kind of thing and and you know especially for kids like seeing the guys lift the t- type of things you know yeah. that, that are getting lifted is like it's mind-blowing to so, them, so so you go to do your last event yeah what went through your head as you walked out knowing it's over? Yeah. Well, for, for me, so I, I, that, that, um, I had, uh, tore my chest on the, on the standing. And, real, and how much weight was that again? So the last barrel once it dropped in was 570 pounds in the hands. <laughs> so I, I'd won it. I'd already done two reps and then I, I, I don't know why I went for another one. It's just because of energy. Like I was like, well, this is the, the place last is going one. crazy. So what, what is yeah. it though? Tell me what you're doing with a barrel. So it's a uh, standing, you're standing up and then you have a, a pad behind you. So it's, it's basically a um, vertical chest press, right? Okay. So you're, you're chest pressing out and then it's a lever that comes out. And then we built this whole apparatus where these <laughs> barrels drop in and roll down and it's, I'll show you a video of it. It was insane. It was a very, very uh, we hard We do build. that. There's that thing at elevation, that chest it, piece. It's similar to that. But, it's, the, but their barrels are the weight. So like right? the yeah. first yeah. weight, and every every time you do a rep, heavier. a barrel oh, comes barrel down. Drops down and yeah. so like it gets a harder. keg of beer. Yes. So you start off light and just keep going. What's the, what's okay. the entry level on it? Entry, gosh, that first lift was about, something? yes, uh, three, I'd have to look back at the notes, three, six. 70 maybe it's, it's something like that it's like every time a barrel light, comes light down for you yeah weight, you know? well <laughs> you, guys, you and yeah. one other guy did it yeah, no one else two, did it so two out of 14 finished yeah. but that's that's what i'm talking about that's a good test yeah you know and 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 you know yes there's guys that tied on certain weights and that type of thing but you know if you only have two out of 14 finished that's a it's a big yeah. weight you know so you know walking out to the last event because i I'd, I'd done that i didn't know how bad it was and it was yeah. still attached and whatever but I was, I was just trying to keep it loose. Yeah. And the last event we had to do the Fingal Fingers, which I didn't want to get outside my body. I wanted to stay here, right, like in line so that yeah. I, that peck didn't have to do too much. Yeah. So I took it a little bit slower, and I had calculated out what I needed to do to win because I had, a, I had a, a, a few points gap there. So I, I said, well, by the time I went in the last pairing, if I finished, I won. And that's 
all I really knew. So you went finger fingers into power stairs, heavy power stairs. Um, so 600 pounds of the last power stairs uh, implement up. And so I was just working my way up and it was, it was, you know, it's just one of those, those moments, man, where it was, it was just surreal, right? Like you get there, get to the top, you finish it, you win, everybody's going crazy. You know, the guys are coming out and, um, you know, it was, it was a good, uh, finishing moment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it, like you almost couldn't script it better. It's in, the Jordan way. fall away. It, it, you know, it is, man. It's, it's just my, I'm really proud of that. Like it was, cause the thing is you had, you had, I think we had, you know, four, well, this year is so Alexi, uh, Tom Stoltman, Mitch Hooper, myself. So you had four, four world strongest man winners in the lineup, like a crazy stacked up lineup of guys. And these are all the young, you know, yeah. young bulls, right? Like they're coming up and everything. And, and, you know, all of them are going hard. It's not like, it's not like, okay, this contest is set up. And I actually, to be fair with the events, and I really tried to do this as shy, try to shy away a little bit from, from my good stuff, like the best stuff I could do. So I wanted to have challenges in there. Yeah where it's it's fair it's balanced and and whatever um so all that aside it was it was just it was neat to compete man and yeah. and, and, and you know to to walk out that way and and to have all the guys uh you know support me like they did and the fans and and everything like that's yeah. it's a moment i'll never forget right like yeah. you you won't forget that that type of moment um overall and and uh you know it's, it's just going out to execute like to answer yeah. your question i took it i took it just like any other event like i would is calculated i knew what i had to do to win i went out and did it yeah. and and got it done and it, you know it's it's still surreal man like i'll see pictures a really cool picture like from the yeah. back where i'm standing up and talking and like the yeah. crowd's like all there everybody's staying and listening and and um it was neat. It so was whenever, neat. whenever I go to events, I'm always like respectful of stuff. And it was his last one. So I was like this. And yeah. I just walked right out in the front of it. And I just held my camera <laughs> yeah. like this. I'm like, this is the last one. Who's kicking me out yeah, of here? You know what's funny though is like, I, you know, I won Olympias, you know, for, you know, finished, you know, on the top. I don't like this. I don't recall anyone to be different. No. Whether I won or lost, I always, it was like, I always felt achievement because we you could talk about the adversity right we all had adversity every single one was different right yes. we dealt with this or dealt with that or you know you felt certain ways we all went to the gym on certain days and i, I say this all the time not every day is a rock star day meaning like you know you're just like damn i didn't achieve this but what do we live for it's the challenge right so now i can understand like the mindset you have you're never going to be able to stop like and say, okay, I'm satisfied. Yeah. I did this. Now, of course you're in a new challenge and like, you're not, I, you're probably good, yeah. but you're not the best. No, no, no. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay, this is maybe a challenge for me. I still, I'm still trying to find whether, you know, I'm looking at business now and trying to be the best at business. Right. Yep. Because I need the challenges and I couldn't just kick back on my couch and say, oh, you know, here's my awards and this is what I do. I mean, I look at sure. this every day and like I wake up to this every day and I'm like, wow, that's quite an achievement, right? It is, yeah. But I, I kind of like, okay, that was that time. Now let's move on to the sure. bigger and better it's, things. Well, it's always got to be something new. And I think I think when you're, when you're wired that way 
to to be the best and you have been the best at at something you have done you you constantly need something else and i I think that that's just that's the nature of it and there's not a lot of people in the world that will that will understand that right like the 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 drive and and that hunger that fire and and okay yes for me the strongman thing may be done and for you like the bodybuilding thing is done and you walk away with all those accomplishments the same thing like i walk up and see all the different trophies or whatever but it's it's like okay what's next i gotta i gotta have something next to drive for uh and to be striving is that like i'm gonna put twenty thousand people in an arena for the strongest man on earth that that's you will that will happen yeah it's it's gro- the that will be is, national TV. Like you'll be you're streaming it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is going to be maybe that's the goal. I'm sure you have your your vision, and you may not even want to expel that on what we're talking about right yeah. now. But I'm sure you've sat in a room and been like, "Okay, this is way bigger than I ever thought it would be." Right? Think sure. about it. Did you ever think you'd be a promoter when you started? I mean, strongmen don't get into strongmen to make money, no, right? You didn't no. get it. Because well, the so money was people, so little, right? Yeah, so many people told me that too. Yeah, like actually they told me the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing. And, and you open the door, and it's just whether, again, it's whether you believe what they're saying or not. And if you believe what you can do and kind of have a vision for yourself and, and you're willing to work extremely hard to open the doors, things are possible. And so I, I think more so now I, I think about it as – there's a lot of possibilities, right? So like I said, it's four years for us with, with the contest we promoted and it's got to the level it's at. And this is a, this is a byproduct again. Like I, I don't like to sit here and say, okay, well, we did this. It's the athletes coming in and supporting it, right? And all of those, you could go ask, you could go ask those guys. And, you know, a lot of them either can't say or won't say anything about it being the best or, or whatever, and that's fine. But they all walk away with a positive experience and they're happy and they're they're content with how they got treated and they're like, man, I want to come back, right? So you don't have the support from the athletes. You don't have anything. Then the fans, the fans are huge, right? So you have people that have been there from at least the first year we allowed fans was 21. And there's people that have come every single year and they'll say, well, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And then they'll bring somebody with them. And so it kind of is like this fire that keeps growing and growing and i i think there's a ton of possibility there i really really do and and you know i I think that you know i'm the same way with with having these competitive outlets so this is definitely one you know and and i'm not shy about saying that i i want to be the best right like from from a contest standpoint i want i want it to be the best right and and the way that i look at that is if we raise the bar well, guess what? Other contests are going to have to raise the bar too. And if that happens, who wins? The athletes win, right? Ultimately, they're going the to ultimate win. ultimate gift for you, that's like bigger than all your accolades, right? Yes. Is to yeah. be, we talked about this last time. I called you the pioneer of strongman, right? That giving back is the most important yeah. thing to you. Well, the guys would win it. And, and in all fairness, let's just, let's just call it what it is. The bankroll of potentially some other contests is much bigger than what we can bring to the table right now, right? That's that's just true. You you can yeah. call it what it is. But if the, some of these other events like let's just say the prize money, right? We were able to bump it up to that, you know, over a quarter of a million dollars this year, which is awesome. I'm I'm so happy, but to me that's just scratching the surface. We can do better than that. 
That's how I feel. What's the biggest prize? Um, is it Rogue? So Rogue, I would I would have to look at the numbers this year, but but it it is Rogue. They were yeah. they were in twenty two, and then um, we were so in twenty two. I think they gave away like two fifty five. We were close this year in twenty three, but then in twenty three they, they it. bumped yeah. it again, which is awesome. And you know, Rogue Fitness has done more for Strongman, and that's like a lot of credit goes there. So they're they're supportive of of, uh, of our event as well, yeah. and that's huge. And and so it's kind of. You know, having the conversation, like the owners of Rogue, Bill and Katie Henniger, they they understand what I'm trying to do because I've been very clear about it being about the athletes and bringing opportunities for them and that type of thing. And so I think when you when you do things for the right reason and, do, and, and you have a good heart going into it, things will naturally grow. It's like a web, yeah. It's, it's huge. So, you know, we're not, I'm not walking into it and saying, in all fairness, like from a, a profit standpoint, you know, for us, it's probably not the best business model to, to give away that much money compared to what we're bringing in, right? But in my mind, it's doing something good. And then the byproduct of that will be, okay, well, maybe people go there, but they, they might support me or our brands in a different way because we're part of it and we're doing good yeah. things. And that's what, I, that's what I told my wife the first year. I said, look, she said, well, if we're going to put up this money and pay all this, because the travel is even more expensive, right? The, the, you know, the money that was put up for prize money was one thing. But I said, we're just going to do the right thing. We're going to do a good thing, right, for the sport, for the guys. And I think it will come back. It may not come back it in will. the event, but it naturally will come back in different ways. You know why I think it's going to continuously grow and be the, the best event in the world? Because it's done right from from every angle like even when i go as as someone from the outside i see the backstage well your I, perspective is good and yeah. you saying you know because you were there yeah. I, I i see the guys backstage i see the massage therapists yeah. i see the medical people i see whatever food they want whatever drinks they want obviously we have trifecta send them all organic and food that's, there. they've been on board to, to the two companies that are huge there is trifecta because they were on board the first year yeah. in 2020 first year rogue and trifecta the first year, which so, is incredible. So yeah. the athletes are taken care of. They're paid well. But then from a fan's perspective on the other side of that curtain, every event is a visual. Yeah. It's not just a, hey, we're going to put a leg press out here. There's a car on top of it. <laughs> yeah. It's not just a, a bench press. It's a mach- apparatus that has that, that a little kid could go, oh, look at that. Look at the, the barrels coming down. Every event or like the other one where they where they pull the rope, it's like you're pulling this massive piece of iron up through, and you and you get to see everything. So yeah. it keeps the attention of the fan. Even if you brought a five year old child there, they're gonna watch it, and their jaw's gonna drop, and maybe one day go, "I'm gonna move that one day." Yeah. So it's well, it's, a, it's it's entertaining all around. It needs to be a spectacle, man. It has to yeah. be a spectacle, and that's a big part of it. So. I'm really fortunate. Uh, the guys at Red Iron, um, and I've worked with them. Actually, trained. So David is is runs it now. Atkins is his last name, but his dad Brian Atkins. I started training in his home after I got out of college, and I was just getting into strongman. And Brian was he was asking me. I'm I'm just getting into strongman. He's like, Hey, well, what are you doing? What event do you have? And so I had this crazy, you know, these crazy events. And he was like, Well, I I think I could help you build that so you could train like a Fingle finger or like yeah. the power stairs. And so he's like, oh, we'll trade it out for training because I didn't have money. I didn't have any money to buy that stuff. And he's like, well, I'll just build it and we'll figure it out. 
And so I, that's what I literally did is I, I went there. And so, you know, uh, Brian passed away. He actually married Carrie and I, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, just, but I've been like re- really like close with that family. And now David, you know, again, this is not what they do, but they, they take a portion of that and, and help me to build these crazy things. And he, I think he thinks it's fun to be fair. You know what, but, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a playground, like a playground course, as a yeah, kid, yeah. but, but like even even the one thing like what's a wheelbarrow it's so big and Massive they pile thing. all this stuff and you're just like how are these guys moving that yeah. but it's but if you go to other competitions i'm sure they have a similar movement but the visual isn't giving the fans the experience well i mean just that just that chest press right that people would never imagine how much that costs to build <laughs> and the revisions and the testing and and all that like it was it was crazy see the, the when crazy, i when yeah. i'm thinking about that it's after the guy's done, yep. they got to bring in a forklift to lift it up to reset them. No, no. Or how how is no. it reset? So that's that's the beauty. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of this, right? Is is the way it was designed, it resets on its own. Well, so I remember it was lifting drops. something up, so the so barrels roll out. It was, it was basically like two C's uh-huh. together, right? Or or a, yeah, yeah, a lot of people said, oh, well, it's an S for Shaw or S for Strongman, yeah. or whatever. But but um, so that this would the barrels would drop from the top here and come down. And then when the, the athlete was done, this is the part they were lifting and pressing. I thought a forklift lifted that. Nope. Oh, no. Okay. So then, then we had a winch drop this down. So then, then you release that all the barrels, barrels roll back, back yeah. and then go back up. But you see so this. So it's a spectacle. Even the reset is, a, and we talked about that. Yeah. I said, so people, you know, physically there, well, watching the live stream too, you could you could watch that. It's, a, it's like, wow, this is getting reset and all these barrels are going and then it resets itself. That was part of, it's yeah. part of the presentation. You guys are a bunch of big kids. It is. <laughs> well, look, man, I think some of this, I think some of this stuff up and I go in and have these conversations and I don't know if they think I'm crazy or not, but. I was just going to say that imagine spectacle. going and sitting down with a metal fabrication what I'm looking to do is have these barrels drop like a Donkey these, Kong. These game. are like <laughs> dreams in the middle of the night, and you got to wake up and write down, right? yes. like you know. Yes. <laughs> well, you got to raise the bar, man. And this is, but the spectacle. This is yeah. what people, because right, like okay, let's just say for example, with that event, the last the last bench is is 570 pounds. If I put a bench press out there with 570 pounds of weight. It would be it would be impressive, right, or whatever. But nobody would go back and say like, "What? What was that? Like, what? What did I just watch?" Right? Yeah. Or the leg press, for example, the car. I could easily get that amount of plates on there, of course, right? And it would just be a, a you know, a quote unquote, lift, yeah. normal leg. But press, it's a right? huge car, <laughs> dude. It's this is the point, and that's why that's why like you know you'll see stuff, some of the social media stuff, like ESPN picked up that car leg press. I don't know how many you know 15 20 30 million views whatever or the 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 same thing with the chest press like they'll pick it up because it's it's obscure it's crazy right it draws attention and this is this is the thing is i'm not i'm not unwilling to spend money on the events themselves to make it a spectacle whereas i could have normal equipment you could put a bar out there for for you know argument's sake and say hey we'll just deadlift a bar normal bar with plates no why, we gotta have a we gotta have a, a, a you know like the deadlift bar is fourteen feet long with eight, you know eight tires on it and whatever you know because it's 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 the spectacle this yeah. is what strongman is but you know so the weights the weights are the weights and not not that you don't have to di- have those dialed in but it's it's about the spectacle it's about the performance it's about the show right like this is what it is so and, now it's you know, gonna happen you're gonna wake up one night and you're gonna think of some crazy thing you're gonna text Brian. 
Hey, what about this? He's, he's, yeah. like, the, he's like the Doc Brown, you know, from yeah. Back to the Future with all these <laughs> I, ideas, you know. You, you got you to, gotta, you know, always be raising the bar. And it's just, you know, it's competitive with that. That's one thing that I do. It, You know, it it's fun for me. But also, you know, you roll that into, like you, we were just having a business talk, but you know, before we hopped on here and you're talking about how you're going to drive sales and, and, and move the needle there. And so I'm also love that. And that'll be another outlet for me, like, as you set it up. So like, I'm always kind of thinking about what's next, right? Like there, there's, there's something else that we could do and, you know, trying to set things up and, and there's always, the ceiling can always get higher always. Right. So like having something to work on and, and you know, it's, it's, um, it's a challenge, man. Like for, but for a lot of people, they don't understand to, to kind of fill that competitive cup, you need to do it. I guess that's kind of the point of, you know, you could like for you, right. You could probably sit back and say, Hey, I'm comfortable. I'm good. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. But you're competitive with, with things that you do. It's just a natural thing. And, and I think, I think I'm, I'm very much the same way. I just like, I want to do it better. And, and if I get into it, I want to try to do it the best that I possibly can the best. And so that's kind of, you know, with this contest that you're starting to see that I think people are seeing that and saying, wow, this is pretty crazy, right? Like where can the bar go next year? Can we raise it? Can we, what can we do? And that's exciting. And then, you know, the, 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 again, you know, at the base of it, you, you're doing it for the right reason. So, you know, whether, whether it's, um, you know, supplements or supportive gear or shirts or whatever, like there's, there's just a, a level of expectation that I have that, you know, there's, you know, people that I've, I've worked with or whatever, like, I don't, I don't want anything less than the best. Right. Like I just, I, that's what I want. I want that because like, I, I, am demanding it of myself too. You like know? this morning when we were having breakfast, we were talking about evolution and yeah. we, I told him, I said, you know, there's people in the bodybuilding world that could use his accessories because if they're, if they're good enough for the strongest man on earth, that's moving heavier weights than these guys are. Sure. And you are, it would work in this lane. So evolution obviously the last time you hear you talk to us about how you're the largest uh, sewer in the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so well, where where is that going with with evolution now yeah man i there there's there's constant growth that 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 has to happen and needs to happen with you know within anything and so i think that that's the that's the goal with that and i have had to learn that i've only got so much bandwidth with with different areas, right? So, you know, for example, when when the belt, like our, our flagship product is really support belts. We have a, a, a support belt and a sport belt. So they're just two different levels, but they're both the best out there when it comes to supportive, you know, gear as far as a belt. And so both of those, that was, that was what I sewed by myself to make for myself. And then we prototyped it. It took a couple of years to get the prototypes done and then come back. So that's the, that's the product that I would say, if you look at across the board competitors, whether they, they are working with us or not, that's a product they will all use because it's the best, right? So that's, that's something that kind of launched everything off the ground, I guess would be that belt. And then you, then you spin off of that into other things where we try to do the best that we possibly can. But there's a lot of, you know, prototyping. There's, there's ideas that I have there as well, but you know, as funny as it might be, it is actually me sitting down at a sewing machine and prototyping it myself 
and then saying, does this work? Is it, is it a viable thing? And there's, there's a few things that I've, I've got kind of in the, the hopper, so to speak, but I need to test it myself. And then we have to get to prototyping and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens there too. So, you know, all of that, it will grow. It will grow. It's just kind of over time. And it, it's one of these things where it's neat for me to sit back and, you know, watch, watch a contest happen. And the competitors are wearing, wearing our gear, you know, like that's really neat for me because you're, you're talking about, about, you know, a sport that I love that I came into started competing with, with nothing at all. Right. And then you, then you go to how go on to have success there. And now, you know, it's full circle where, you know, in the, in my last contest, not only are the, are the other guys wearing my gear that I'm putting out, but also we're sponsoring. I'm literally sponsoring guys that I'm competing against. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how crazy is Does that? Does that mean they let you win? No, no, I'm just kidding. Definitely not. Yeah. You're like, don't win or Brian's going to yeah. drop you. No, it's yeah. But, but it's neat, man. So you're, you're again, but it's giving back, right? Like it's all this big circle Full of trying, circle. To, trying to give back and support. And I think that's probably what's, what's maybe different about me is like seeing that, that vision within the sport. So you love it. I really, really love it. Right. Like I, I just loved it since day one when, before I was even competing when I was a fan. And then you're getting in a spot where you can actually give back and move the needle for the other competitors is neat, man. It's neat, you know, to be able to do that. So are our partners at trifecta happy because the budget's going down now. <laughs> how, did, how I need many, to talk how, to how, Greg. Yeah. How many boxes was Brian getting a week? I think at the, when the box, the older box, like, you were getting like four, four of them. Yeah. And is it, it's condensed say. now because the meat's a little, it's a little smaller now. What do you get now? They, it, they fit it into two now. They fit it into but two, they but the packaging. Yeah. But 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 two of them is like you see some of the boxes where it's half filled. He gets two to the brim, but hopefully he hasn't negotiated a contract that we have to feed his boys because they're both so, going to be bigger than I, him. So <laughs> the nice thing is, is I can really look forward to 2024. Our net revenue is going to be much greater because Brian. Because I'm not, I'm not sucking it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you got to work so hard because your two boys, dude, especially the young, is going to be a monster. They honestly are, man. It's it's fun. It's fun to watch them like go through everything they're doing. Right now, they're both wrestling which has been, it's been fun to, you know, see them get into that and get fired up. And then our, our older uh, son is really excited about basketball, you know? So that's yeah. something that I think he's gonna, he's gonna kind of gravitate to it a little bit more, but you know, it's just this progression. You kind of sit back and, and you'll know, let them get in the environment and see what happens, you know, cause they're, they'll both come in the gym. They love to come in the gym with me, which is fun. And, you know, they'll set up I mean, last weekend, they set up these obstacle courses. That's what they do. <laughs> so they'll race each other. So they're about two years apart. But, but they're almost the same size. They Close. are. Yeah. Our, <laughs> our younger one is, he's 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 a, a tank, man. He's he's a big boy. But um, they'll, it's just like, it's fun for me to sit back and watch them because they'll come up. I'm not doing any of it. They just, they, they'll find, you know, own, like yeah. a medicine ball or a, a, a block of wood or something I have. And they'll set this course up where they both have to race each other and do it. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of me, I think in, um, our younger son, because he very much like me, if he doesn't win, it's the end of the world, right? <laughs> like, it's like, he is just, that's it. He's like, kind of yeah. a bully. I don't know about bull. He's intense, but he, like, <laughs> if he doesn't win, it's like, he's going to throw a fit. Like, whereas yeah. our older one, I think is more like my wife in, in that kind of emotional yeah. place, but they're both, you know, I mean, 
I think everybody at some point is going to say, okay, like my kids are this or that or whatever, uh-huh. you know, but I'm excited to see what they do, man. You know, it's like funny. It's cause more, it's more like, I just want them, I want them to find what they want to do. And then I'm going to help them to, to, to go after that. Right. Like, that's what I really want to do. I don't want to like, if they don't, if they don't want to play sports or, yeah. or whatever, that's fine. But you have to be doing something that you're trying to excel at. What's funny is, is Carrie puts these videos out. And it's usually it's not on your social media and, and it's not staged. They just go set some course up and you can tell she's in the corner just filming and they're literally like battling each other and they Dude, have no idea that she's filming. Them. Yes. That's what they do. They love that. They love it. So they, like I've got this um, like medicine balls in this uh, tank. It's, it's like a, a sled that you push and they, they love that. Like, so they'll get in the gym and just push that back and forth. One of them will ride on it. The other one will push and. They just come up with these things, man. But I got to ask, though, what was for breakfast on the menu this morning? So I had uh, steak and potatoes and eggs. Was it a lot or? Not compared to what it used to do. Okay. Yeah. But it's still more I, than you would eat, probably double what you would eat. I probably I probably could have ate more, but, you know, whatever. It's, Did it, you notice now your recognition is, like, way more popular? But let me say it beforehand. He was highly upset, though. Why? They didn't have the the pancake. He wanted a gluten free pancakes, and they didn't have it. <laughs> so he was we're so disappointed. Be, we're gonna have to yell at Baja. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah. gonna tell. Uh, he was like, "I'm so, what? I want a pancake." <laughs> how strong is your recognition now? I mean, does it seem like it gets more and more every year? For myself, it is also. But yes, no, I I think it's everywhere it's, you go, right? Yeah. Someone say it's 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 fun, man. I, like a lot of a lot of people um, will say and i'm sure you get the same thing but you know it's like at breakfast some you know it's the most last night random, dinner. actually i walked out so i walked out of the hotel there's one guy getting in his truck and just lost his mind this morning because you're brian shaw yeah. right yeah, yeah and then we went to breakfast and there's you know people there so it's just kind of everywhere which is which is yeah. it's it's interesting to see the reach right like and and i really genuinely i enjoy meeting people and saying hi to them but you know at certain times it, it can get challenging yeah, and it really does, and and like I don't think that um, I don't think that sometimes people understand, you know, yeah. like it's like you and I walking around to the Olympian, and, and I'm like, but that's your world, right? Like that's like okay, I'm walking with Jay, like I get it, man. Like he's gonna get hounded, and you get and, hounded just as much. Yeah, uh, yes, and and but at the same time, it's it's like I think of it again, and, and this goes back to like when I was much younger, and I actually went you know, to my first, first Olympia when you were battling Ronnie, you know, it was, it was fun. And I basically paid almost everything that I had to be there. And you walk around the expo and trying to get samples and, you know, like that <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but it's, it's like, if you ever, like I thought to myself back then, cause I had a few bad interactions with different people. I don't want to name names, but you know, it's, it's like, they don't really give you the time of day, right? You yeah. wait in line and they're, they're not very appreciative or anything. And I just said to myself, like back then, like if I ever get in a position where people want to take a picture with me or have me sign something always gonna say yes. i'm always going to cordial yeah always neither of you always. two have i've never heard yeah, yeah. you usually i never thought i'd be i hate say famous because i hate using that term but yeah. known yes right but you're recognized it's insane man it's like you're and you could go and you can't hide it yeah. right i mean it's not like you can walk in places and you just no. fit in see like, but you you could do a certain if you put like a hoodie on what but he can't yeah it's sometimes I wish he would when we go through crowds, just put your just, head down. Just go down. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's just a guy walking. You know, it, it's, but it's being appreciative of that too. Of course. Right? We, like we love like, it, right? Yes. I mean, we love it, but yeah. we don't, we don't wake up and say I'm who I am, right? No, no. It's, yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it's nice, you know, for me, and I'm sure you get the same thing with Angie. Like, it's like, Hey, 
did you put your dishes in the dishwasher? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. like you, you, you could you're be whatever. You're still the same person, yes. right? You're like, still expected you be, you to be You better clean chores. up. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Car- I mean, Carrie does that for me <laughs> yeah. quite, you know, she'll, and she'll say it. It's like, everybody's telling you this and that, like, this is what you need to do at home, you know? And it's nice. Cause you're, like, you're just Brian at home. This dude. is it. Yeah. This is I it. remember, yeah. I remember last year when we were getting, when I was setting the Celsius appearances up and I told them, I said, you guys got to bring Brian in. And they're like, Will, will he be recognized? He's not a bodybuilder. I'm like, stop it. I said, yeah. yes, he's going to get, because people still, they don't realize that strongman, like we talked about this morning, yeah. you were at the Olympia every year with your old sponsors. You're at the Arnold. You're at the Arnold Australia, the Arnold South. Like you were at all these events with these other bodybuilders. Sure. It's a big ecosystem. They're all connected. Just like if Jay, when Jay comes to the strongest man on earth, he's going to be a spectacle because yeah. it's oh, still time. the yeah, same yeah. ecosystem. Yeah, I went to Celsius. You went Friday. I went yep. Saturday, and they were raving about, oh, Brian was here. It was crazy. You know, oh, right? that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But I got the same people that came up. I lost 100. I lost 150. It's so cool. You know, cool. before yes. it used to be like, oh, I want to get huge, right? Back yes. 20 years ago, yep. like I just wanted to be big, right? Yep. I never thought I'd educate someone on they take a little piece of what we did and say, oh, I lost this weight. Because everyone seems to be no. challenging weight now. And it's like, I always ask them the same question. Do you remember the day you decided to make that change? And of course they do. And I say, what is your confidence like now looking at yourself in the mirror? And it's just night and day, right? It's No, it, uh, seriously. And the look, the thing is you could see it too in their 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 face, right? The confidence. And like, I'll, I'll go and talk to, I've, gone and talked to like high schools and you know if i get to talk to a sports team or or whatever that that type of like i know for me how much of a change it was in 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 high school when i when i actually started working out and started feeling better about myself and started getting in better shape and this type of thing like it just changes your life you know for so for somebody to get to that point where they're so uncomfortable in their own skin and then to be able to shift it and say, man, look, at, I'm proud of myself and I'm, I'm more confident and I did this. Like it's, it's life changing. It, it is, it's life changing. And, and it's neat to, you know, to, to be able to play even a small role in that. And I think that's, that's just how I feel is like, I'm, I'm really honestly grateful for it because how many people get the opportunity to do something like that? And then, you know, it's one thing, I guess, in the strongman world or whatever, to be able to give back to the sport and the competitors, but the bigger reach is actually people like general people. And so the crossover, and this is what you're saying, the crossover is neat for me. And I think I understood that more early on where it wasn't all about just lifting and just being that it was like, okay, I'm going to try to cross over. But the thing is, is like all these different guys that I get to see, like at the Olympia, I was always a fan of bodybuilding, right? So I got to see Roly this weekend. I got to see Dexter, you know, I got to see Flex Wheeler. I got like, you could just go down the list and say like, I've seen you now for how many different years, but I'm, I'm also Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've only I've only got to meet him in passing a couple times. I would love to do something with him. But um, so on a, on a yeah. So the last two years, you've got to hand out an award at the Olympia, which is like a a big deal. Well, it's a first. It is a big deal because I'm the first strongman that's ever been on the Olympia stage to do that ever. Yeah. Like I I take that really seriously. It's a big deal. Like it's not like I'm really proud of that. Actually, you know, like yeah. it's huge. It's a huge honor because so. that's primarily it's a past Olympia champions. Or a couple of like a Kai Green or someone who's big who's done damage on that stage. Sure, but you are the only outsider, as far as I can remember, 
that's ever done come this. in yeah it's it's fun man it's it's fun to to go but again it's it's like like you're saying it, it, there's so many things that are connected but it's it's like a, a mutual respect right and i think sometimes there's competitors that are like well you know i'm i'm maybe in in strongman so i don't like crossfitters or i don't like um bodybuilders because i do this or what like they almost try to like like own their area yeah. and they don't want to cross over and talk and, and i've never been that way it's like i've done you know i've done stuff with almost every every different you know uh, i saw carrie beat you in yoga yeah yeah that was not a strong um but i'll try it man i will try it and that's the thing is like so i've done stuff before with with different fighters or with with guys that were in crossfit or whatever like and i i can respect everybody for what they're doing because i know what it takes to be the best bodybuilder okay i may not have done bodybuilding but i understand the dedication and sacrifice you know what it takes to be the best in the world at what you do yeah What's well, it's not that's rare air, man. Of course, that's rare air. Who was tougher not- to fight, Dustin Poirier or Bradley Martin? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Well, Dustin, here's the deal, man. Is Dustin is super skilled, and you could tell that. Yeah. And there was a massive weight difference. Who were you more scared of? Just tell me oh, you boy. weren't scared at all. I don't. I don't think I was. I mean, Dustin <laughs> crawled on my back, and I. Yeah. I thought for a second, like, okay, I'll just fall back, and I said, like, "That's a bad idea. <laughs> I really don't want to hurt him." You know, I wasn't. Neither one of the guys I was. But I your was adrenaline, the, dude, you must have been like, okay, I don't want to look, but it, bad, right? But yeah. if you had to meet one in a dark alley, which one would you rather fight? Since since Bradley <laughs> always asks people that out of, out of those two. Well, because he asked, I guess I guess it'd be Bradley then. I guess I don't know, man. He's yeah, he was he was definitely on it though. The thing the thing is, he was on that. Um, like he had he must have had that thought pattern already there because he was all he was just you could tell he was just kind of like he was talking ready. Well, he was and, he was um working with some guy I think. Yes, some, and he was there too. His oh, yeah, coach, yeah, the coach. Um, and I I I forget his name, but uh, he was there too, and he, he was, was kind of talking tough, right? about yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And I kind of did a little bit with him too, but it was, you know, a lot of it is, is the balance and athletic ability. And and I think that this is where, you know, a lot of people and, and, and whatever, if you don't have that, like you might be big and strong, but if you can't move, that's different. So I, like in all fairness, I think Bradley is athletic, man. Of course. Like, I think yeah, he, he is. is. Oh, he's I mean, dude, he's a super athlete. He squatted on the hoverboard, the 315 or whatever, yeah, he which is all crazy. That crazy. He jumped stuff. out of the pool. Yeah, he's super that. athletic. Yeah. Like you know, so it, it, that's but not. But deniable. Dustin's not two sixty. No, well, if Dustin was two sixty, that would be pretty scary because <laughs> his skill level, his skill level is crazy, man. Like yeah. you could just tell, even with as big and heavy as I was, and I didn't know anything at that point at all. You could still tell how he was trying to get an angle and move and that type of thing. But you know, it's it's also a, an argument, I guess, for weight classes within within yeah. MMA, like. You know, if he's going against somebody else, his skill level is so high that, you know, I can I can understand that, you know, because it's, and like you're saying, with me, this thing, if it goes through, is, is an open weight class. So if I walk in with 80, 90, 100 pound advantage, that's a pretty big deal. I hope know? I get to see you collab with some of the, over the former current MMA guys for yeah. this training at some point, because yeah. I'm sure this will go now it's, I'm sure, we'll, but whose tape, do you ever watch anyone's tape for MMA events? Are you watching that at all now I, or not? Really? I have started. I mean, okay. so, like the heavyweight guys, you know, so, um, you know, I'm going back and rewatching some older stuff. Like I was watching uh, 
um, like Brock Lesnar and Frank yeah, yeah, Mir, course, yeah, a couple yeah. of those. I'd like to see a battle with Brock. That would be fun. That yeah. I, I wonder, you know, how that because he was he was he had a cut into two sixty five, so you know probably what two ninety then like somewhere. We wanted to try to get him with Francis just because he's six four. He's close. He's approaching three hundred. Yeah, and he's super athletic too. Seeing his punching power is crazy. Yes, <laughs> like. It, I don't know, man. It's it's fun. Like you you pick up these different things, but there's so many skills within that. Yeah. You know. So I'm I'm uh, I was always a student with strongman. I think that's one thing. Like for me, like I never got an ego about what I like. I would always take advice, not advice, maybe opinion. Right. I'd listen. If you had something to say, I would listen to it, and then I would be able to decipher. Well, maybe that makes sense, or maybe it doesn't make sense. But I was always reevaluating how I was doing things. And I always kept that mindset. So going into this venture, whatever you want to call it, I'm open to opinion, right? Like, and, and, and advice and coaching, right? So if you tell me something, I can think about it and execute it. So I can pick things up really, really quickly, as long as you say the whys and the hows and, and, and how to do it, you know? So, but that's one thing is, is you have to be coachable. You can't have an ego about what you're doing. And I think that goes for anything to be fair. But You know what I think's going to be, a strong advantage that he's going to have that no one else is talking about. You have like one of the strongest grips yeah, probably ever. And a lot of people you're going against can get out of things, but they've never had somebody who can literally pick up a 300 pound dumbbell with their hands. So if you can get your hands on somebody, I don't care how skilled you are. If someone has that much grip strength, you might not be able to do what you normally do. Well, there's some, there's some different, different holds and and things that i'm learning that are that are pretty debilitating um if you get them in the right spot and then how are so, they going to get out of your grip if you have them in a hold like that it's going to be very hard yeah i mean i think that that's it's one of the the tools in the shed right like you you know it's, it's um interesting but then you have to have options as well and you know this is something i'm learning i'm i'm like I said, I'm not an expert, man. I'm not, I'm not good. You're a rookie. Yeah. It's, but you learn, you learn enough where you have a couple options where it's like, all right, I'm going to work here. I'm going to work there, change this, change that. And so you start to see it, but yes, grip strength. Well, strength, I think strength in general and grip strength, that, that's not going to be a, a bad thing to have. You know, like you, if you're, if you're just flat out stronger than somebody, that's always going to be a good thing in anything that you do when it, when it comes to sports, I think strength is always going to be good to have. You know, so I, I, you know, I think that, that at least what I've been told in talking, um, to a few people, a lot of the MMA fighters, the skill is not the problem. It actually is the fact that they need to get stronger. Yeah. Right. So th that's a big balance though, because how much time do you put into the weight room versus your actual practice? So, you know, and I've, like I said, I found this, like if you're doing your different, you know, whether it's jujitsu or grappling or whatever, and then you got striking and then you got your conditioning work you know, all of these things combined, like where do the weights fit into that? And then how hard can you go with weight training and how heavy should you go? That's another thing, right? Cause it's, you know, getting within, um, a certain percentage of, of, I guess your maximum strength, you know, it's, it doesn't matter how much my deadlift is right now. Right? Like I don't need to, I don't need to max out this lift or that lift. Like I need to have the endurance to go for the full round and be able to work hard. So it's, it's a, it's an adjustment, man. It's a challenge and it's an adjustment, but you have to learn, um, you know, just like anything, you know, so it'll be interesting. I mean, we're talking a lot about it, but at the same time, like it has to get locked in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's more, I guess I'm talking from a learning, but in learning, I've actually, 
gained more knowledge, but more respect as well. Because it's not easy. It's not easy. Like any top level fighter, if they're if they're that skilled, like Dustin, for example, I can't even imagine the amount of repetitions and 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 training to get to that type of level to be that good. Yeah. Is crazy. I mean, it's like your training, man. You know, yeah, just different different field. I mean, yeah. we all went through it, right? Yeah. And then they the way they break it down. I would break my list down the same way, and I'm sure they watch yeah. film and angles and and leverages and you know all of that, which is it's fun. Like if you if you're a student of the game. I think you you and you like that, and it's no different than you. I'm sure that you spent so much time breaking down. Well, how do I look, and how do I move here, and how am I hitting this pose, and am I am I looking the right way, or could I do a little bit better? And then when when it's time to to finally execute, this is this is the thing is like high level performers are going to bring it when they need to bring it, mm-hmm. and it's it's all of that practice. So you know it's it's no different with with something like this. And we were kind of having this conversation when in a fight uh, an actual fight will be different for me for sure but I, I was saying to you know some of my coaches was like well there's been a lot of moments in my career where where you walk out and the whistle blows and you have to execute and everything's on the line right mm-hmm. so being able to manage that type of adrenaline when it when it's in that environment I don't know I can't say for sure like when they actually close the door and it's yeah. like okay now it's go time but I have to believe that if you've been in enough high level situations yeah. where it's that kind of stress and pressure, you can take a deep breath and, and embrace it better than somebody else that hasn't been necessarily in that type of environment that same way that many times. It's the it's the Mike Tyson. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Hey, look, man, that's <laughs> yeah. that's true. That's yeah. true. And I and and I I can't speak knowledgeably about that because it hasn't happened. Yeah, you know. So I don't. I don't. We're gonna know. find out if yeah. when it happens, I'm gonna be there. Well, it's yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. I I um. Can we get Jake to sit uh, ringside? You know, he's, he's not saying no. So we'll, wait to, we'll see when it happens. You know? yeah. yeah, it's no, it's fun, man. It's it's been a fun progression though. Like I'm sure there's a lot more that I'm going to learn walking away, um, you know, from from strongman. But I, like I said, I'm grateful for it, and I'm sure I'm sure that you, I would imagine, feel the same way. Yeah, like for your time and and um, you know, you never. I don't think in life like you you don't know necessarily what what the future holds and. That's a, that's an interesting. I'm super thing involved, and I mean, I promote four contests, so it's like I have that platform to be able to give people just like yourself. Yes. Uh, so I'm. I feel like I'm still. I mean, it's still weekend to weekend, dude, and it's yeah. busy as hell. You know. Well, what's I've, What's neat for me? This is fun, and you said the same thing, but like you've been you've been out of it now for what? This is ten years. Yeah, ten right? years. Yeah. Ten Since I competed years. last. So, to walk into the Olympia, ten years, and I would say arguably you're the biggest name in that expo potentially right yeah, like yeah if, i mean if, if, up there with some of the greats i mean ronnie i mean yeah. every, everyone's it's an opinion right but the truth is is like we're super pop more popular yeah. than ever which is crazy it's it's crazy to think that like like do you see any of the the guys now i guess this is an interesting you know question like do you see any of the guys now getting to that type of level that's a great question i mean you know there's some like sebum's a social media wizard right so i mean he's definitely got a lot of popularity and then the demographic the thing is we have generational like now the the parents of the their kids are following us now their parents i i hear that more than ever now oh my dad used to follow you 
and now it's the kids, right? Isn't that crazy? That's and cool. so you talk about like the you know the youth coming and you were competing with the the youth that came to see you. So now it's like that's what I mean. It's generational gaps of me and Ronnie Coleman. I mean, Ronnie's almost sixty. I'm fifty. So it's like you realize that that length of time. You talked about your twenty year yeah. on top. I mean, you're talking thirty years for myself now. So that you that's a wide range, a wide gap. So when anywhere yeah. Ronnie and myself go, just because of that rivalry and that time span, yep. where people looked upon bodybuilding as wow, that was the era. Yep that's where the respect factor goes in and they, they respect us more and more as the years go on because they don't witness that in the current crop, right? Sure. There's not that. I mean, you had a little bit with Phil and Kai. Yeah. But those guys, you know, they, they're active, but they're not probably as active as myself and Ronnie as like that, <coughs> that rivalry. You know I what think I mean? Both, yeah, both of you guys are super active, but it was, yeah. it was you know, you were – Doing, I was chasing too, right? Yeah. I was the underdog, so I think I get a lot of fans in that response. Yeah. You know what I think it is? When Jay and Ronnie were at the top, probably, what, 30 to 35, if not 40 weekends a year, every weekend they were out shaking hands. They were building yeah. relationships. They were, they were giving that experience that someone that comes up and said, my parents used to follow you, their parents stood in line to meet them in person and got sure. that experience. But fast forward to where a lot of the people don't do that as much anymore. Yeah. But they're still at the major expos all over the world. They're still doing it. And that's what I think makes those two special. I mean, even looking over the shoulder, I mean, that's still one of the most iconic posters ever. And it's Jay and Ronnie. Yeah. What I can honestly say is I was the most uh, frequent visitor to military bases around the planet. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if anyone toured bases Not like myself. Much. Yeah. That was a big plus plus. I mean, I grew up in a military background. You know, my my stepfather, my brother, my father were all army. I I was spending certain time on the base when I was a kid. So for me, it's a respect factor in that sense. And a lot of those guys find weights as a stress relief, right? Big time, yeah. And I think that drew a lot more attention because I was one of the few that spent so much time. And currently, you know, that's what we did up until COVID. Yeah. And of course, we're going to circle back soon. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, if you asked me what I would want to do moving forward, the, the almost number one priority is to get back on those military bases and, yeah. and give back yeah. to our service people. The times that I've been able to do it, it's been incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I love that. The you people get I mean? super, yeah. like, I still remember some of the times we were in the Middle East, Adam, and I had someone pull me aside and say, hey, thanks for not forgetting about us. Yeah. And it's I would like, love to have you're like, go on base with you one time. Yeah, no, no. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Like we've we've had conversations with like Chef Rush and a couple other people about getting a group of people together and say, hey, let's go do a week trip, whether it's the Middle East or Asia or even America, wherever. Sure. Just go take a group of people that everyone there is gonna truly respect, where each one of them brings a little bit different perspective, but they're still overall in the same family. That'd be awesome, man. Really. And like, and again, then it's it's just giving back. Like you're giving back more. But I would I would say the same thing. And I, I think that that's the the thing overall. And and I mean, Matt has seen this, and I know that you're the same way. I mean, these type of meet and greets, right? And I've I've done a lot of them impromptu, where you know, for example, like you you saw me at World's Strongest Man. Like I got done literally literally right there at the venue. They're breaking down the venue. Everybody else is long gone. Everybody's they, gone. And it, was, and it was five hours. Us out. 
five hours of or six five or six yeah. hours it's literally getting dark and, and he you're texted still me and he's like brian's still here Brian's dude still you know here. What, you know you know what was different about that one it was your last one you yeah. knew it but it was he not just, planned event no he just walked along the side taking pictures and there was a, a tent in the back yeah. and this whole world's strongest man stuff was set up there's one tent in the back yeah. and i just we set up a table and said hey come over here and next thing you know, the line went down the beach it at least crazy. 100 meters long, at least. It was crazy. And yeah. it was there. The sun started coming down to where they broke the entire everything down, and this was the last thing standing. They're like, we have to break it down. And it was like 930 at night, yeah. and there was still, and we still, he sat there. And the next day, you did a, a, a and that one, separate appearance, and that was the same thing. Yeah, the, that one was actually set up. The next day was yeah. set up to do that. But it's, it's something I set up on my own just to give back. Yeah. You know, but the, being willing to do things like that is huge, right? And it's not, it's not about what I'm gonna get out of it. Although, I do get a lot of people don't realize that I get something out of it because of all these people that come up and share their stories. I take that and and use it for me, right? So it's motivation for me to interact with those people and they don't realize that because they think it's always a one way street. Well, I'm giving them something or taking a picture or signing something, whatever. But it's not. It's it's them sharing that with me. Like I try to take good positive energy from that as well, and look at it that way. But if if you if you try your best to never disappoint people, especially in that fashion, and you always kind of go a little bit above and beyond, I think it helps to build that recognition. And it's something I've always tried to do. I've always always literally, and it goes back to me being a kid and being disappointed a couple times. And I was like, well, I'm going to try to not do that. And then you hold on to that no matter where you get with the success or whatever, you're still humble in, in that approach. And I think that that's why, you know, I would say that that's why your, your, your maybe notoriety, whatever has grown more and more and more because you're always willing to do that, you know, if and you get back though. If you got 20 years of positive experiences with people. It grows but you forever. Won't, the, the thing is, is you won't hear. I learned a lot from Jay because you won't hear something bad about Jay Culler. Yeah. I've never heard anything bad. He was a jerk. Or no, you no know. but also, like, I would argue, and you could tell me, but I don't Same think you're going to hear that about me no. either. No. You know, so it's it's kind of, that that goes a long, long way. And so even with... You know, and and again, I'm the same way as you. Like, you don't you don't necessarily argue for whatever level. That's for other people to debate, like where you're at on the totem mm -hmm, pole, mm -hmm. right? But if they have that type of experience and you're always giving back, and that's your nature, it's only it's only going to be a good thing because now it's positive, positive, right? People have a positive experience, and it's like, hey, Jay, this or that, right? Like, it's it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. You know what it is? Yeah. The day is going to come where you're 50, like Jay, and you're still going to have people lining up. Yeah, and there's people that came in and gone that didn't put that extra effort. Sure, that no one's going to even know who they are in their own gym. Well, then that's the difference. Is it only extra effort though? Yeah. No, you no, think? no. I mean, no. It's it's the body of work, but sure. but but that that giving a shit matters. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, and people know when you care, and they know when it's fake, and they know when it's it's a stage act because they want yeah. something but they know when it's genuine and the two of you are genuine with it. Yeah. And when you're genuine, it, you don't have to, nothing's hidden. It just, it's always going to yeah. be like that. But you keep that, I guess it's, it's keeping that on top of what you're doing. It, it's yeah. keeping that kind of humble base mm -hmm. in a way. And like, you'll, you'll notice it like with the way 
I don't know, it's all the time with the way Jay talks. Like you'll have somebody in here and I'll listen to other podcasts you guys do or whatever. There's never a sense of, and, and, and actually like we won't talk fully about this, but we were backstage at the Olympia and it was you and Dexter and Phil, right? <laughs> and, we're, and we're having this conversation. And I said, man, this is interesting to just kind of be a fly on the wall because everybody's like, well, what, what year would have beat who and whatever, you know, like, and Jay's like kind of sitting back and it was more Dexter and Phil kind of going, going at it. it. <laughs> and Jay's just kind of back smiling. And I'm like, I, I'm like, man, this, this is interesting because your your attitude toward that situation was just like i i know what like here's my body work guys like here it is you know what i'm saying like i don't need to necessarily get in this pissing match of you know like who's who's there or not but you kind of instigated that though because because phil said something you like dexter could have no been. no we talked about it was 2015 15 so dexter pushed phil pretty hard yeah, yeah. and you know I brought it up there, you know, on in the conversation because, you know, those are my guys, right? And then you walked off. You know, and we all won and lost each other, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Phil, like, I mean, Phil's like, ah, yeah, yeah, you were older, whatever, at the time. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, Dex was like, well, you know, what do you say? He, he was, said, Jay's 01 would have smoked you. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, 01 would have smoked you. And then he's, you know, Phil brought up 09 and, you know, we would have <laughs> smoked everyone. And, they, you know, that's when I won the title back from Dexter. So it was kind of like, it's great to be able to have these moments yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. your competition because if it was the moments and we were actually, and that was like 09, 08, and 01 or whatever, or 2015, we wouldn't be having that final no. conversation. No, no, no. no. So yeah, you're all yeah. done. You're yeah. done. But Cement. Dexter's such a good guy. Phil was great. You know, he was always like, I mean, obviously we, we spent so much time. We I spent the most time with him. And... uh I just love to be able to think back now. I mean, you see Ronnie Coleman, I posted a picture of he and I, and you know, when I saw him and then he reposted it now and he said, one of the greatest, I don't think he called me the, the greatest yeah. bodybuilder ever. Yeah. Ronnie never would have said that when we were, Oh, no, oh hell no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but yeah. I can now comfortably say like this, I look at him as probably one of the greatest ever, if not, 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 not insulting like Lee Haney or, or um, Arnold, Arnold. Yeah, sure. Or even Phil, even Phil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but here's here's the thing. This is this is what I would say, and I just actually said this to Matt. I think, in my opinion, and I don't know, I'm not going to say I'm an expert on it, but I think there's at least one or two years, whereas arguable. So here's the conversation, right? Let's just say hypothetically, you go from four to six, and he goes from eight to six. six. Now what? So now it's six to six, which could have happened. I think it's arguable that could have happened. Oh one and oh six could have. It changes the whole it, dynamic. In, of in the end, you know, would have, could have, should have. Yeah, and and again, the outcome is outcome. But the right? truth is, is our fans are respectful to Ronnie. I feel the same. Like yeah. I feel like they are respectful to both guys. No, no, oh, he's terrible. He's. They realize that we were here, right? Sure. And we, we brought everyone together, right? Big time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were the highlight. Like we were the pinnacle. And that's all we can ever ask for. That's all you sure. you're, you have your competition guys, right? Yeah, yeah, you yep. and Thor, and I mean all these guys, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, it was mainly yeah. Zadrunas, yeah, 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 yeah. So you have that, but but you have a rival that brings you up, and that's I think in a, in a lot of ways like that era. You talk about the eras of of different sports, and and it's I think that that's what's so interesting, man. Is like the era you talk about it, like who who would have done what, and you know, like Sean was on here. And saying like, hey, well, like our top ten, mm -hmm. like it would have 
you know, pretty much crush the top 10 here. Right. Very and controversial. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It I is said, I said, oh, shoot. This is like, yeah, yeah. and of this course he go. makes it into a reel, you know? Yeah, yeah. Throw, <laughs> throwing it out. Yeah. Which has got know. a quarter Obviously. million views. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that's that's like a. He a also big said Seabum would win the Mr. Olympia yeah. in the open class when yeah. we just had a new champion. You know? so, sure. so let me ask you yeah. if you gave the award to Seabum, right? No, second place. Okay, yeah. If Adrudis wasn't there, did he, did, was he one of the catalysts that pushed you? Because you saw his success before you, or you said, I was he the, the person that pushed you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of How course. many Arnolds did he win? So he, he won uh, eight total. Eight total. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was, you know, and again, this is, um, you know, six before I was there. He won six in a row, which is incredible. You know, and then, he won Hummer trucks and all that, right? Yeah, I think they were given away. Um, yeah, I know. Mark I know Henry won the stuff. first one. O two was the first year we yep. got it. Mark Henry won the first. <coughs> yeah. So it's you know, and again, like that's a whole different. He lived in Lithuania, that guy, right? Or yep. And they were yep. trying to figure out how they were going to ship the truck there. Get it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's 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 all. I mean, there's a lot. There's of always backstory. Yeah, we don't need to <laughs> go into all that, but um, it's you know, it's like having that rival's good, right? Yeah. And he would say the same thing about me. And, you know, obviously with him being in Lithuania, like we we haven't – at some point I think we'll have the conversation, like be able to sit down and kind of talk about it, which will be fun. But, you know, it's um, having that rival. But it's, you know, you're going back and forth in this battle where it's like one and two, two and one, you know. And that's that's basically what happened for us. And so it was a driving force where I was not, in all fairness, for a lot of years I was not worried about anybody else. Right. Like it was like, what is he doing? How am I like, so, you know, the competition would happen. And if I got first, it was like, how far did he fall down in this event? And I don't care if somebody else got second. It was like, he's, where is he at? Cause I know at the end, that's going to be the battle. It's going to be one and two, you know? Yeah. So that, that was definitely, but it's a driving force, man. And it's arguable. Like without me, without me, how many does he have? Or without him, how many do I have? Right. And that could have been crazy. It's but bar barbershop talk. It is, it is. And and I think that, that you know, naturally um, that level rises and, and everybody kind of has to step up to keep up, you know, and, and that's that's a, a debate that will go on and on and on from eras of any sport, right? So, you know, you could talk about the eras of strongman and, you know, I was, I was having actually uh, Hofthor, um, we did a little mobile podcast with him that we'll have coming out, but you know, we were kind of talking about some of the numbers that, that guys are lifting and, you know, the deadlift specifically at the Arnold that they did this last year, right? Because the winner ended up with, with around 980 pounds on that bar. But back in 2019, uh, Hofthor and I were going, were in a big battle with that. Like we were really, really neck and neck. Um, and I opened with 980. And then my second lift was 1,021. And then I went, my last lift, he pulled uh, 1,046 really good lift and then i went for a 1051 which would have beat him and then I, I that's when i tore my hamstring but that was the type of level and you had four guys i think above a thousand pounds in that contest and now no one all is. of the guys and also they allowed him to wear the suits like the or at least a brief not a full suit but a brief on the bottom which is a different lift because it's supportive gear right so i was saying to hofthor with him because now he's trying to come back into strongman and compete and i said well look man i don't think you need to get to the level of strength that 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 you were at like when we were going back and forth with that deadlift i think that you could potentially get much you know around let's just say your top end is a thousand pounds not he, and he was battling at that point like at least to try and then he ended up pulling or deadlifting 1100 but you know it, it's like 
I don't think you have to get to that level because the guys like you could pull a thousand and win that. And that may not, that may not be a top level lift, which gives him more energy going into the next. But you had these like with, with, you know, myself and Zadrunas and, you know, a few of those guys, like the level of strength was crazy. And the weights were also, they just kept bumping the weights up. So like you'd walk into these contests and the weights were crazy, crazy, you know, you know, it, it's an interesting debate, like within the sport of strongman, like the weights went down to a certain extent in certain exercises. Obviously, if you have a max lift, which is why that's comparing apples to apples, because it's the same bar, same setup of weights, and the weights are different. But the guys were even allowed to wear a brief this year, and the weights were still lower. So, you know, it, it's it's an interesting one, but you could only really compare that with, with the same type of lift, you know. So, I don't know. I don't know if the level is you know is, is it different or the events that is the nature of the events changed a little bit where it's kind of gone more like you were saying earlier with the speed stuff you know a little bit more evolution of it doesn't matter what sport yeah. it is it doesn't there's always an evolution that's why it's so hard to always say who's the goat because yeah. every every five to ten years it just seems like it changes and there's like there's kind of a goat per era yeah well, do you think that do you think in bodybuilding you're going to see somebody else come in and win four, five, six in a row? My opinion, no, not. No. I and and I could that's just my opinion. The reason I say that is back when him and Ronnie were going at it, there was one division for men. Yeah. All the talent went there. Sure. Now there are other avenues. So a guy who is a classic guy, like a C bummer, maybe a guy's in in men's physique that if he trained like they did he might have been able to sure be that guy i just i just don't i just don't think anyone's going to is going to do that but 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 yeah. then again anything's possible yeah. it definitely could it's, a, it's an interesting one cuz in strongman i mean Zadrunas and i from 2009 to 2016 we were the only two guys that won and went back and forth kind of yeah. and then from that point on you've had a different winner in in 2017 different winner in 2018 different winner in 2019 uh, different winner in 2020, different winner in 21 and 22 back to back, and then a different winner in 23. Look what you just said right there. Look at yeah. bodybuilding. When yeah. Phil left, Sean, yeah. Brandon, Rami, Hadi, Derek, only yeah. one person won two. One, two, one, one, one. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. It it'll be interesting to see like how that happens, like that shift, you know, because you. Like we're we're almost it's crazy. Like you have a couple guys that are kind of above the pack in a way. Yeah. And then now it's like, well, this guy steps up this, but there's nobody that's like lights out, it's game over. You know, they're everybody's chasing that one yeah. person. I mean, maybe we'll see what Derek. We'll see what happens. I mean, Der- Derek's know. young enough and he's got the physique. So Derek, I would assume he has a chance to to go on a run. But yeah. you know, there's a lot of other guys coming up that are that are really really good so he's gonna have his hands full could he win multiple for sure yeah for sure he's got the potential man it's it's he just turned 30 it's interesting to see the guys bump up from the 212 yeah think about if he he wasted time there i mean think about regan grimes who wasted time going to classic thinking he would he went back to classic and i mean just talking about two years he took a couple years years, you know it took a while to get that that density back yeah two years what do you what do you think of regan I think he has all the potential in the world. If if I had Regan, I'd lock him in a house and make sure he stayed on. I'd, I'd make him Mr. Olympia within a two-year reign, you know? Yeah. It's, see, that's interesting. Now, th- now the question is, are the distractions of the current, whatever you want to call it, social media world, 
do you think that takes away from guys focus yeah 100 percent. like you know for sure are you able to lock in as well right like or you can't if you bring a phone in the gym you can't lock yeah and see this is this is a rule like back when i was so when i was battling no hard phones. there I, I literally said the guys that came in you can't bring your phone in yeah, i said this and thing. i would get so pissed at them if they would pick their phone up during if i heard it ring it would oh if i heard a nuts. phone ring and i would lose my yeah, I would lose my. We come in and shut. You the didn't door. even. You wouldn't even put it. You'd leave no, it in your I leave, vehicle. I, I told everyone. I said, "You cannot train with me if you have a cell phone. Do not bring a cell phone." See, in. that's interesting. And now yeah. what happens is a guy does a set, and what is he doing? He's picking up his phone. Well, let me film this one next. Let me do that because I know. But then you're, then you're messing up your your mental side. But then you're messing up your rest as well, and you're of distracted. Course. You're not as focused. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a different it's arguable, but it's like like I I used to say for myself if I could lock myself in a in a the gym with just close the w- doors close the windows whatever nobody can see anything and just go in there and get to work like I would rather show up to a contest people don't know what I'm bringing yeah. how I look how big I am how strong I am whatever and then then when the whistle blows you find out at the contest. Like that's more of an old school mentality, but I mean, you're locked in for this podcast, right? The first thing you finish when you sign off, you're going to look at your phone and say, "Okay, what did I miss on the phone?" Think about <laughs> sure. that. It's no, it's, but you know, but yeah. think about what you said though. That someone like like the younger generation now, they don't know what it's like to not have the phone. Yeah, as they got there, it's been a part of their life. We didn't to have where, text messaging back then no, either. You know what I mean? No, no. And and to them, they're thinking this is all they know. So they're thinking, what difference does it make if I shoot a text in between? I can still lift the weight. Because they don't know what it's like to say there is no phone. It's yeah. not that you left your phone in the car. There was no cell phones. No. There was no way. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, if you're at the gym, they'd have to call the front desk. And it better be life or death sure. or a child being born or Something. you're going to have hell to pay. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, do, you think, do you think that's in any way uh, uh, you know, contributed to the, you know, the, the maybe packages that we're seeing like at, at the Olympia you know, do you think it's that big of a deal or is no, it, or is it? No, no, I think it's, you know, I, I think it's a lot of things. I think it's too, too much information. I think that we're talking about time, time swings. It's just calculation. You know, I just feel yeah. like there's, you know, you can have information overload mm-hmm. and what it's confusing because like we had protocol back in our era, like we never even discussed it with each other. Now it's it's literally discussed through social media, right? Open. So you start to, to question, oh, am I doing this right? And we didn't necessarily have, like, optional coaches, right? Sure. Everyone's an expert. So when everyone's an expert, like, it's just natural instinct to be like, oh, I want, like, you think Doubt. that in your head. Yeah, it's like, okay, no, I, I don't know if I believe it, but, you know, wait, yeah. wow, that guy looked pretty good that he Sure. It's a circumstance, right? And, sure. And you coming from a, even in the strongman, and I'm sure you hear people talking about things they do, and you look at it and you're thinking, it's crazy. Yeah. And that, but that's well, the norm now because some, someone with a phone on a message board or on whatever said, I heard so and so does this. Yeah. And they think, well, if that guy's better than me, he must be doing more than me. Otherwise, he can't be better than me. Well, it's, it's staying in your lane, man. Like that's, that's the thing. And I think that's what, what I would say is, is even when you post something, right. Or, or say something online, does it really matter what everybody's feedback is? Like, let's just say Regan, for example, right. He posts a picture of a physique update or something or training. Does it, should it affect Regan at all? 
what the comments say about him, right? Or is it like, hey, I'm in my lane. I know where I'm at within my prep and I know what I'm bringing or my end goal, right? Like, are you, are you going to let that affect you mentally, right? And, and I, would, I would actually, like, the, people don't realize this, but a lot of times what I would post when I was posting training leading up to a contest, I wouldn't even post my heaviest stuff sometimes. I wouldn't either. Right? I didn't. It was just like, well, here's me training. But then people would comment and say, well, that's all you're lifting, whatever. Well, you don't know if that was my second set or my seventh set where I was still going up and up and up. Like it was just, it was like, but they would take so much like, oh, well, that is definitely the best that you could do and whatever. And it's like, you don't even know what level. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's all this. So, and a lot of it was meant to distract guys because I knew that the guys I was competing against would watch it. And I would say, well, here's this. And it's like, well, maybe Brian's only at that. Right. But it was all this game of strategy. And I, I took it that way because it was, that was a battlefield too. Right. But you're not getting to see necessarily my best stuff, you know? So with these guys, the younger guys now, I don't know if they've got that thicker skin to say it doesn't matter. Well, that's part of locking Regan in a house and just (laughs) not letting him have a phone. Sure. And he could, I mean, I feel, I feel like he looked great, man. Yeah. Like, you know, he's that top up. 10. He's yeah, up. he's moving up. Yeah. yeah. So I like think we said, if he wouldn't have took those two yeah. years of classic, who knows where he'd be now. Yeah. Same thing if Derek never, if he would have went straight to the open. Yeah. He could have won two years ago. It's an interesting one, man. It's an interesting but one. But it's all yeah. yesterday, so all you can do is it's move, over. Well, you move forward. You got to look forward. Got to look forward. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, listen, we appreciate you coming on, man. Look forward to doing. Uh, I know we have a couple more things that we're doing to kind of collaborating together. I look forward to coming next year to uh, to the Shar event. Yeah, we're also man. we're Uh-oh. also going to be together in Nashville. Yes, yeah, yep, yep, June, yep. right? Yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. June, June. Chris, I know you just booked Love that, it. so he was yep. super excited. He asked me last year, and I know he uh, he just told me about the uh, the news. So we'll see you at the Nashville Expo. Yeah, man, that'll June. be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah, this, I feel like this is a good conversation, man. It was great, like, you know, coming back on and just, you know, it's, I'm in a different spot, two, like you two, said. But. Two years to the date. Two, two years. years. How was, ironic is that? I yeah. know. It's, I was just yeah. sitting he there. He just looked I was, it up, and he told me. I looked up the other night, and I went, oh, my God. I said, he was on two years. And I look, went, it's no, what? That what? went, that went, that went <laughs> that by quick. Planned. That went by quick, man. It, it really did. And then we did, and yours, like I said, see him and Phil have a battle going on. They don't know which one hits a million first because they're about 10,000 apart and they're both going to cross that million here. So we'll see if Brian has enough push to hit a million first. I mean, if anybody's listening to this and they want to just jump down and yeah, watch yeah. the other know, one, click, maybe leave Comments, a comment. And, uh, <laughs> likes you know, and have I'll, your ma- I'll, make sure, I'll make sure to link the old one. So yeah. if you want to watch Brian's first one to get him over there. Hey, that's all right. I but mean, if, if Phil if, hears this, maybe he'll push. You you know, know. It's a, color, a, it's a Colorado a, thing, bro. If there's you know? a battle, then we need to. We'll know. see. We'll see if James puts it in the communities. Yeah. Then it'll really hit it quick. All right. Thanks so much, bro. We appreciate you. 100%. Thank you, guys.